thank you so much, man. For sure. I appreciate you uh, coming to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, <clears throat> not long ago, I saw you reacted to one of my stories. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Smooth. OG, dude. <laughs> and then that's where I, uh, I found your socials. Right. And I just was keeping up on you. And uh, so crazy. 2000, 2003... Probably about 2003, you gave me my first taper. Right on. Ever, dude. Right on. Before that, you know who it was? Who was that? Christina. $5 joint. No way. <laughs> Dang, that's right. Every, everybody's the, been through that. Remember yeah, the yeah. $5 joints, Of course, dude? of course. Yeah. That's where I was getting cut at. And then that was like, that was like a, I don't know. Maybe it was because it, it was new uh -huh. to me. Like that that style of yeah, haircut. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, was that? like a like a new style of haircut it was or? it was new it was i feel like it was it was bigger when when i was working when i first came back to oxnard i was working at ray's barbershop in oxnard got you okay so it was it was a black barbershop you know and i come walking in and i'm i'm the only other in the shop yeah you know? they accepted me everything was good and i learned all the styles you know when i was in long beach when i was in oxnard and everything so moving down you know down the road to ventura Ventura Road, actually way down towards the base, um, it just hit. The the haircuts, everything hit. A lot of people followed me, and I picked up a whole new community of people on that side of town. So it was like something new to the, the neighborhood, pretty much. So you started off at Ray's. That's Wooly and... No, this is OG Ray's. Oh, okay. This is in the north side by Popeye's Chicken. Oh, you know, gotcha. On um, Azalea and Ventura Road. Got you. So like, I think I know I know where you're talking about Gonzal like, Gonzalez and Ventura. Got you. Yes, 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 yes. So. Okay, got you. So what even motivated you to get into to cutting hair? So what motivated me? So I've been cutting hair since like high school. You know, hooking up the friends, trading for Taco the Mexico burrito. You know, okay, after yeah, school, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. After high school, um, just doing that, trading for lunches, and and people were like, oh, you know, you're you're okay at cutting hair. Mm. You know, okay, whatever. Well, I'm just trading for for lunches or for fun. You know. Uh, I get out of high school and uh, I moved in with my brother at like 18 years old and uh, living with him. I was cutting his hair every week. He's like, hey, give me a haircut every week. Cool. One day he says, you know, you, you ought to start charging for these haircuts. Mm. And I go, you think so, huh? He goes, yeah. I go, well, I'm going to start charging you five bucks. He goes, that's cool. I'll pay you five bucks. I said, damn, all right. That's what's mm. up. So he says, I'm going to raise your rent five bucks a week, though. <laughs> <laughs> so he got me, you know, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. good. It's all good. Yeah. So it kind of pushed me in the direction like, yeah, maybe I could charge, you know? And then uh, he, he's like, why don't you become a barber? Mm. Nah, man, I'm good. I'm going to really? do something else, you know? I want to do something else. He hit up my dad. What do you think? Should I should I become a barber? He's like, man, that's a great career, you know? Do it. Went down to Long Beach and checked it out. Found a barber school. And next thing you know, I had an apartment down there and living down there. That's a pretty popular uh, school out there, right? In Long Beach? Yes. This one, mine actually closed though, okay. years after I graduated. But but yeah, it, it was very popular at the time. So where where were you going to school at? Uh, where, where did you graduate from? In high school? Yeah. Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Yeah. Okay. So I, are, you, are you born and raised? Born here? and raised in Oxnard, yep. Graduated in 96. 96. A long time ago. I graduated in 03. Okay. It's still, uh, yeah, I went to Wainimi. Okay. But... Um, yeah, that's that was like my first introduction into like something besides a a one and a five. Yeah, with gotcha. a sort of blend. Yeah, 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 like the shoestring fade, you know. 
that the hard line is bald on the side and two on the top. You know? Yeah. Um, I remember we went to the, the house party after I felt so fresh. Dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I even rocked it. Even in, you know, right before barber school, I had a razor on the side and like a two on the top. And yeah. I thought I was doing it, you know. <laughs> so you're cutting hair and you, you notice that you had a talent for it. What made you even start cutting to begin with? I don't know. I don't even know why I started. Um, just one day, I maybe, maybe in the PE room, we're saying, hey, let's give haircuts. You know? mm. I know it just, it was weird how it started. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. So you, uh, you go to Long Beach mm -hmm. and uh, what was your experience like there? Man, Long Beach, that was something different, dude. At 18 years old, 19 years old, you know, moving from Oxnard to Long Beach, like by myself. You wow. Know? It was a big jump. For sure. So just seeing the way that, that the streets were, you know, um, totally different than Oxnard, you know, way wilder, mm. way, way, way wilder, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, the stuff that I had seen, it's just like over the top, you know, come back to Oxnard and I was just like, damn, like it was real out there. Yeah. You know? I would come home like on weekends, every other weekend, try to come make some money and go back, live down there. But, um. Yeah, man, it was it was it was an experience, you know. Met a lot of different people down there, you know. Do you think that's because you grew up in Oxnard and you already know how how to maneuver? I, I believe so. I, I learned a lot at a young age. Um, you know, just one how to conduct yourself, you know, with other people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you could blend in real easy, or you could you could stand out real real far for sure. So I blended in really well, and um, I mean, I held myself high. You know what I mean? Like didn't take nothing from anybody but you know it, yeah. it was cool it was it was a great experience though like seeing it and going back down there now and seeing how the neighborhood has changed the apartment that i was in the casa bonita mm -hmm. it changed they they painted it they got palm trees in the front now when i was there it was it looked just like run down mm -hmm. it was like five stories high with cockroaches i mean the, the helicopter every night was shining its light down and it's always like coming through my window. I yeah. don't know if that's how everybody felt, but yeah. it seemed like every single night it's like, man, get out of here. You know? Like, yeah. Made you appreciate home. Absolutely. Man, <laughs> you know, you miss home, you miss home and you're like, damn dude, I just got, you know, six more months, you know, I gotta yeah. get out of here. So. Yeah. So then after that, what was your next move? Next move was come back to Oxnard and, um, and try to get into a shop, get my license and get, get into a shop. Then, I was I was working at a at a shop down there though while I was going to school. Okay. So back then haircuts were six bucks, and I got three, and the and the owner got three. Mm. That's a fifty fifty cut. Got you. So I'd cut after school and you know do five haircuts and I make fifteen bucks. It was it was pretty wild. Man. Yeah. I, that's that's nothing. You know. How was fifteen bucks back then though? Was that? Uh man, it, it still didn't get you much. Really? I mean, you could go get you know lunch for like five bucks. You mm. know, six bucks. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, gas was still two bucks a gallon, you know. At any point where you're just like, man, I don't know if this is really every worth Every it. weekend. Every weekend. <laughs> every weekend. I, I'd really? come back. So I was like 18, 19, and I was going to the Q Club. I was, oh, okay. you know, just able to get in, you know. Yeah. Meet up with my buddies over there. And I'd sit in the back and I'd say, man, this better be worth it. <laughs> this is better be worth it because this is just too much, you know. Yeah. Did you, did you know anybody that, that pursued any sort of a career like that? In barbering? In, no. Like, like in your, in your life? No, no, no family members or barbers, nothing. You know, mm -hmm. I, I went to, um, the old shop scissors and comb. I got a haircut there most of the time when I would get a haircut 
And um, I asked him where he went to school. And he said he went to school in Long Beach. So he kind of put me up on Long Beach like that's the direction to go. Gotcha. But this is in, you know, 97 when the Internet's barely taken off. So you would try to Google barber school. Nothing would come up. Yeah. You know, there was no information out there on the Internet. You know, damn, 97 is a weird time. Mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that's when all Y2K stuff was going on. Yeah, yeah. So the whole Y2K thing was big, man. People we, didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, and nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> all the hype for nothing. Uh, that was something oh, else. Man, yeah. Um, so you went out there. You, and how was it when you finished? Did you feel accomplished? I did. I did. And then once I finished school, I still had to take my state test. So, oh, okay. So back then compared to now, it's totally different. You know, I had to bring a, a live model in with me. Mm. So I had my uncle come. So I picked him up early. We drove out early in the morning. Uh, you have to do a, a haircut on him. You have to do a razor shave on him. You have to do like a simulated uh, relaxer or perm. You got to put perm rods. You got to blow dry the hair. You got to do all kinds of stuff. And then when you're done with that, you take a break. You come back and you take the written test. And the written test had maybe 150 questions. Oh, wow. So that was that was a lot. And uh, it was funny when I when I took the test, I was so nervous, man. I was so nervous. And uh, we parked. I remember we parked. We walked into the uh, the lobby, and I said, oh, "I'm here for the barber exam." They said, "Okay, take the elevator up to the fifth floor." We'll say. Walk up to the elevator, and there's this little black lady standing next to me, and I'm wearing a dress shirt and a tie and everything. You know, I'm trying to look all sharp, and uh, and I see the lady. I says, "Hey, good morning." You know, she looks at me, says, good morning. She says, what are you here for? I go, I'm here for my barber exam. She's like, really? She goes, how do you feel? I go, super nervous, but I think I'm going to be okay. She goes, that's right. You know, stay confident. Okay, cool. Go up in the elevator. Boom, boom, boom. We get out. I go sit down in the lobby up there waiting. There was four of us testing that day. Us four walk in and there's, there's a guy in there that's running the test and a lady. I had to see a guy and a lady. So the guy was a young guy and the lady was a little bit older. So so I I walk by and I get my station. I look, who is it? It's the little black lady from the elevator. No way. I said, Oh my God, you know. She knows I'm nervous now, you know? Yeah. But I was super polite and respectful to For her, sure. you know. And we take the test. I cut my uncle's hair. I do the shave on the shave. Boom, I slice his chin. Oh. Okay. oh, God. I thought that was it. Blood going everywhere. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm just trying to hold it to stop it. It was it was just pure panic. Um, I get the blood to stop. You know, she comes over. She looks over. I continue doing the shave. I do the haircut. Do everything I got to do on him. We go to break. I tell my uncle, hey, dude, let's get out of here. Let's just leave. I don't even want to go back and take the rest. I know I already failed, you know. He says, man, just hang out. Just wait. Let's see what happens. You know, at least see what the, the, the rest of the test is before you quit. I said, all right. So we go, we go back. I do the written test, fly through the written. Cause I knew all the answers. I was hundred percent on that. Then you go back to the lobby and you wait and they call your name. If they call your name first, you probably got your license. Mm. If they call you last, you didn't get your license. So there's only four of us. Mm. First name they call is my name. And I was like, what? So I jump up and they said, you passed. And I said, fire. I'm so pumped right now. Got my license and we're walking back and we got to wait for everybody to get done. All three of the other people failed. 
unbelievable. Wow. And I, I swear it's just because I was nice to the lady. You know, that's yeah. the only reason I passed. For know? sure. I feel like I should have failed, but Well, when did you when did you realize that there was value in being respectful and nice to strangers? I think that's the way I was raised. Mm. I think absolutely the way I was raised. You know, you hold doors for people, you know, you greet people, you know. Even the homeless people. Yeah. You know, you see a homeless person at Starbucks, tell them good morning. You for know, sure. it doesn't cost you nothing. Yeah. Sometimes sure. that's all they got to hear, you know? Yeah. Sometimes all, all it takes is just a little recognition. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It definitely took me a lot later in life okay. to realize that, to realize the, the impact that like I could have on somebody's day, mm-hmm. whether being negative or positive. Absolutely. You know, and uh, just, just knowing how it feels to me mm-hmm. when people treat me bad for no reason mm-hmm. uh, you know i i don't want to do that to somebody yeah definitely that i don't know what they're going through yeah you know and sometimes it helps out yeah. you know like you say yeah imagine if you went in there and you were rude to that lady nah you're done yeah you know don't even come back to do the written no just like, go you're, you're, just you're, go. you're done mm-hmm. but yeah i think that that that's like such a big uh big part of somebody's character absolutely and i always say that even because i'm in cars you know Mm -hmm. so in in the car community so like we're always dealing with police Mm -hmm. every time that i'll hear somebody's interaction or something Mm -hmm. like that they're always just yelling at the cops or why is this or that yeah like like, this is just a dude doing his job dude and you know that what you're doing is illegal yeah so you got caught it's on you bro Mm -hmm. you know yeah i got pulled over uh not long ago and um i rolled i have i had all my windows tinted and my windshield tinted okay roll down all the windows put my hands up you know Absolutely. be respectful yep. cop comes through he chills out a little mm-hmm. bit gave me a ticket for my windshield but that was it mm-hmm. and he could have gave me it for a lot more you know yeah, and then sure. after that we start talking he tells me what kind of car he has and i'm like getting in my spiel i'm like hey check us out man yeah. don't start you yeah know? for sure it's just like i could have made that interaction go so bad mm-hmm. for what yeah there's nothing that i can say that's gonna that's gonna make his or my authority over him no like, no you're, you're gonna lose for sure for sure yeah. and, and then what what is the reason for it it's like you know ego and pride yeah and it's like sometimes that's got to take a seat back mm-hmm. you know and all of these like life lessons yeah took a long time to learn i wish i knew him at that age yeah man. but you know just just on, on the flip side just the other night i got in a in a car accident oh right? no way so crazy this car cut in front of me i slammed the brakes i swerved uh they stopped and then they punched it again and stopped it was like it was almost deliberate so i swerved and took the van right into him boom right bumper grill headlights everything flies off of the car i see plastic in the air dude takes off dude backs up takes off i chased him went right around followed him around the neighborhood next thing you know i catch him running he hits the fence i'm not jumping no fence, you know but i found the car got the car i do the right thing i call the cops you know 30 minutes later cops still not there so a car rolls up and they're gonna jump in the car so i jump out the van and funny thing was I jump out the van. I look, not a scratch on the van. Mm. This car's totaled. You know, mm. how did that happen? I don't know. It even made me think, man, did this really happen? Like yeah. that's how little damage I saw. You know? Oh wow! So, uh, call the cops. This car pulls up. They leave. Okay. Um, I call the cops again because I, when I see them pull up, I jump out and I'm going to go confront them. But they hop in the car and they take off again. 
So again, I called the cops and I says, hey, guys, I said, I've been waiting 30 minutes. Nobody showed up. This car pulled back up. I don't know if they're trying to take the car or whatnot. You guys need to hurry up and get out here. Otherwise, the next call is going to be a way different call than, mm. than a hit and run. You know what I mean? So we need to we need to get on this. We'll have somebody out there as soon as we can. So I go back. I sit in the van. That car pulls up right behind me and two people hop out. I said, damn. Mm. All right. I look in the mirror. I see two people. Now, now what do I do? Do I start the van and take off or do I just swing the door open like a cowboy? You know, yeah. at this point, I got to swing it open like a cowboy. So I say, hey, what, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? The guy, you know, he's being kind of like chill. Um, he's like, hey, man, he goes, um, were you involved in that accident? I go, yeah. I go, was that you driving? He goes, no, nah, no, nah, that was my brother-in-law, you know, long story short. Um, the co- He tells me, hey, man, I don't want to go through cops. You know, my my brother-in-law, fresh out of prison, we're trying to keep him on straight and narrow. Can you do me a favor and call the cops off? We'll take care of this. And call my wife. What do you think? You know what, New Year dude says he's out of prison he doesn't need to go back for this nonsense give the guy a break give him a chance you know so as i i hop out the van to tell the guy hey man i'll call the cops off you know like let's just take care of it we're cool you know i obviously don't have no damage but i want my mechanic to look at it make sure there's nothing under the hood messed up you know he says cool we could do that so the cops pull up so i walk across the street and you know when you walk up to the cops i always got my hands up like like hey good evening you guys thanks for coming out so as I'm walking up, I'm like, hey, good evening, guys. Like that. The lady cop swings the door open and she yells, get away from the vehicle now. Step back from the vehicle now. And and that went, me, we're at level 10 real quick. And yeah. I'm thinking, oh, my God. Like, this went from a hit and run to I'm going to be on the ground. I might be getting tased. I'm doing nothing. I called you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I told the lady, look, lady, I'm the victim here. I got hit. You know, like, I called you guys. Why are you yelling at me? And again, she goes into step back step back step back mm. her partner hops out and i says hey man i don't know what's going on here but this lady's all worked up you know he goes hey are you okay i go i'm perfectly fine and i go i'm gonna take care of everything with this guy you know i appreciate you guys coming out hope you guys have a good night please be safe and the guy says okay cool no problem have a good night jumps in the car and they take off why does she have to treat me like that yeah you know so I have a lot of respect for cops, you know, like that's a tough job, you know, no, I wouldn't want to do it, but if they come and they treat me with respect, I'll treat them with respect, you know, but the way she took it to the level 10, man, that was something else. Like, yeah, no, I, I feel you on that. And and that's the thing. It's, I think it's more than the profession. Mm -hmm. It's, it's humanity, Mm -hmm. you know, no matter what you put somebody in position, like we, uh, we just went to, um, mountain high. Okay. We just went snowboarding. Nice. Right. And I'm just like, why the fuck is everybody so rude here? Okay. Why are all the workers so rude? Why is everybody so so rude? Mm-hmm. You know, we're here like trying to have a good time. Why are you guys like that? You yeah. Know? Go do this, do that. And you know, you just give somebody just a little power, bro. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe they've never felt that sort of authority over anybody mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or maybe somebody does that to them. Yeah. And then they do it to others. You know, I, I, I always try to just like evaluate things like, yo, why is this person like this? Because mm-hmm. I know it's not me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm thinking like, okay, what's, you you have to work or you have to live maybe 15, 20, 30 minutes away from the mountain to make it make sense. Yeah. You know? And when you're driving up to the mountain and you see these places and you're like, damn, I wouldn't want yeah, <laughs> yeah, to live no, here. for sure. You know, and then it just makes so much sense to me. Like. The people that live, I forget what the city is, like maybe Lancaster or yeah, something. Yeah. I don't know what it is off of Pear Blossom. Yeah. 
those people they probably work right there yeah. at the mountain yeah you know and just looking at that and 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 just evaluating it at all and just trying to make sense being of them, like, raised in that for sure yeah. it makes so much sense yeah you're angry already for sure <laughs> if if this is if this is what you were blessed with mm-hmm. in life if your whole generation is from a five mile radius from from that town or yeah. what have you like you're 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 feeling a different life experience yeah, yeah, than I am. Yeah. So yeah. I can't hold you to the standards the of of my life mm-hmm. because man, you don't the the life you live is so different. Yeah, your you know? struggle is about fifteen times worse than mine. Oh my god, yeah. You you have no idea. There's yeah. there's no idea of even like making it out mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. So I wanna get back to, to, to barbering and end with that, like like making it out. Like, when did you start to realize that you had something going for you? As far as barbering? Or, barbering, or like yes. Once I started cutting hair at the shop at Ray's, then yeah. thinking, oh, I'm going to venture out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just started getting a nice clientele. Started getting a nice clientele, and uh, and it just seemed like it was right. You know, I, I had talked to my, my dad, and I think it was at Ray's for like two years. And I was grinding, man. I worked seven days a week. Oh, wow. I said, I said, I got to build my clientele, so nothing else to do mm-hmm. you know might as well come in and grind so just built it up as, as, as much as i could and then uh, a building came available you know and it was an, another barber that was there he he was trying to sell the place he couldn't sell the shop and then he basically said okay i'm moving everything out and then the landlord called me and said hey he just moved out do you want a building it's an empty building now mm. i said damn yeah that's even better i didn't want to buy a bunch of old stuff anyways you know yeah so it worked out, you know, and and even then it was so long ago before the Internet, you couldn't just order barber chairs on Amazon. You know, you had to physically go to L.A. and find where they're selling barber chairs, you know, and, and stations, you know, stuff to build it. We got stuff from Home Depot for cabinets mm. for stations. So we built it with that that mentality, even uh, doing the floor. We did everything ourselves, you know. It, it was it was different, you know. So what age were you at when you first got your own shop? I want to say I was probably 21, God damn. 21 years old. That's crazy, yeah, bro. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. That's very young yeah. to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. 21, 22, right around there. So when you're working at Ray's, mm-hmm. um, what kind of reception are you getting from the OGs at the shop? They were cool. Like at first they were kind of standoffish, you know, they were, they were like, ah, oh, what's this dude doing here? You know? But then, I don't know, I feel like I, I gained a lot of respect from them. And uh, I think being that I was coming from Long Beach, you know, a couple guys didn't even know what my nationality was. Mm. You know, my, my first name's Patrick, my last name's Thompson. You look at me, you wouldn't think of Patrick Thompson. Mm-hmm. Then I'm at a black barbershop and people are thinking, oh, he's half black, half Mexican. Yeah. You know? So oh, we'll accept him, you know. So, you know, one one time I'm cutting hair and it's it's coming up to New Year's Eve. And I go, I'm asking the guy in the chair, what are you doing for New Year's? He goes... Oh man, he goes. I'm just gonna hang around here, local, you know this and that. He's he's a, a, a probably like a 30 year old black guy at the time, and he goes, "What are you gonna do?" And I go, "Oh man, I'm going out with with some of my friends. We're gonna go to Fillmore and go hang out at some party in Fillmore." He's like, "Hey man, be careful." He goes, "The essays don't like brothers out there." <laughs> and I go, I, go, "I go, is that right?" And I was like, oh, "Okay, you know, I'll be cool." And he goes, "Be careful, man." He goes, "You gotta watch the essays. The essays don't like brothers." And I was like. Bro, what are, you, what are you talking about, man? What's going on here? And I go, I'm half Mexican, half white. He goes, bro, I thought you were black this whole time. <laughs> nah, man. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, well, you be cool out there, though. And I was like, 
it was funny, but I think they just they thought I was half black, you yeah. know, because of the last name Thompson, you know? Yeah. So that might have been part of it too. I don't know. But I feel like they accepted me. Old Man Ray, you know, learned a lot from him. I learned a lot of business sense from him, the way he ran the shop, the way he carried himself, the way he, he expected the guys to work and expected the respect back from them. Yeah. You know? So what, what actually made you decide to open your own shop though? Because I know you say you have a clientele, but mm -hmm. I know barbers that they've had clientele forever, yeah. you know, and then they just, they just, I, do I think it was thing. just the push to, to go just to try it. You know, I was looking at what I was paying in booth rent to what I'd be paying for a shop. Mm -hmm. And it was it was pretty pretty close. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, like if I'm gonna pay the rent here to this guy, I could pay the rent there and have my own thing. You know, even if I gotta work a couple extra days to make up the difference. Yeah. I could, I could do it, you know. Yeah. That's something that to me it makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. But I always I always wonder like does is it hard for people to 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 connect the dots with things like I that? don't know I feel like it is like I think people are more scared to step out of their comfort zone and that's everybody and that's yeah. everybody for everything I mean I'm I'm afraid of a million things to step out of you know but if you just have somebody to give you the push to tell you that it's gonna be cool like you're gonna be fine like you can do it you know it's not that much more to do it I think that's all you really need and I think there's a lot of people out there that have the knowledge, the information that could push so many people in the right direction, but they just don't do it. Yeah. You know, unfortunately they don't do it. Yeah. Especially, you know, if you didn't have anybody around you that it's, that did the career mm -hmm. that you're doing, or maybe you even had their own business, was an entrepreneur mm -hmm. or even had a, a career or anything like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. most of the people when I was growing up, pretty much everybody, they, they just had regular nine to five jobs. Mm -hmm. And I've had that my whole life growing up. I mean, I started working at, I mean, lemonade stands in the front yard. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, paper out. Me and my brother, we split a paper out in our neighborhood. We only had three streets. But, yeah. you know, I, I was only allowed to drive our street. My mom would only let us that. He would do the other two, you know? So I'd been working my whole life. I've been I've been taught to, you know, work hard for what you want. You know, I wanted a pair of uh, Reebok pumps. Remember mm. Reebok pumps? Yeah, I don't yeah, even know yeah. what year those were. My dad said, okay, if you want those for school, he goes, at the time, I think they were like 120 bucks. And he goes, you're going to work and you're going to save up and you're going to get those shoes. If that's the ones you want, you're going to save up and get them. And I was working at the golf course, River Edge Golf Course, washing golf carts, picking up golf balls at like 11, 12, 13 years old. I was getting paychecks, man, like three bucks an hour. Mm. You know, at that age, getting paychecks, that, that's unheard of now, looking back at it. For sure. And um, I saved up and I got those Reebok pumps, you know, the Twilight Zones. Yeah. They were. I look them up now on like stock X. I'm like, man, those are whack. Those are, those are trash, you know? And I said, I'm going to buy a pair just to hang them up on the wall, like motivation. I was like, I won't even buy those now. You know, It's so funny, but I had to have them. I had to have them, but my dad made me work for him, you know, and uh, said, you'll, you'll appreciate them more. So how much of that lesson was uh, that it was a lesson that he was teaching you versus that maybe the, the, the funds weren't really there. Mm -hmm. uh, it it, it could have been, it could have been. Uh, my dad is really hard working, you know, my mom worked too. Both of them worked full time. Um, I don't know any different if we were, were well off or we we're poor. I just know what we had, we had a lot of fun, you yeah. know, the summer times was always fun. And, and that time was different growing up in the neighborhoods where, where you could go ride your bike and go out in the street and play, you know, and 
come home when the street lights come on, you know, and, yeah. and, and after, you know. Yeah. One one kid's dad would go out there and whistle. Everybody would just That's say, oh, it? it's time right, to go. Time. Everybody go home, you know. So <laughs> Yeah, it was it was cool, man. Different times though. That that's the thing that I that I really appreciated. Yeah, definitely different times. You know, uh, do you have children? I do. I have three. How, what are the ages? Thirteen, ten, and five. So oh I, wow! I got two boys and a little girl. Nice, man. Yeah. Do you find that you uh, being successful entrepreneur? It's it's difficult to teach your children these lessons. Not at all. Not at all. My my oldest son, he goes and he cuts my mom and dad's uh, lawn every two weeks. And then now he's cutting the neighbor's lawn too. And he charges, you know, only 10 bucks. But he goes and he makes his money. He saves up his money and he says, hey, I want to go buy Pokemon cards. Mm. Let's go get Pokemon cards. You, you're buying them. You yeah, know? So you're for working sure. for him. You're buying them. And he's he's learning the, the concept of, yeah, I'm going to buy a box of, of uh, Pokemon cards. There's 10 packs in it, but I'm going to give my little brother half of them you know mm. what i mean so he's learning to share work hard he's sharing and then little brother still goes he goes and rakes leaves too mm. and he makes a couple bucks you know so they're all learning the concept of working for what you want you know and there's times where if they don't have the money i'll, I'll help them out of course you know yeah. but uh we're definitely trying to teach them to be uh to, to respect money and and work hard for your money yeah you know? no definitely man uh because the reason i ask that is because i know a lot of entrepreneurs they'll say well this is how i got here mm -hmm. so you have to go through those same struggles mm. you know and sometimes that's that concept is just a little hard mm -hmm. for me to 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 gather because it's like well my my family when i was growing up didn't have the 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 knowledge and luxury to be able to give me this sort of life mm -hmm. and if if my son doesn't have to work a job to buy shoes am i how much harm am i really doing to him mm -hmm. versus if he did yeah. you know the 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 the, the give and the return mm -hmm. like you're now you're going to be losing time from your day mm -hmm. which i don't know if i really want to expose them to that yet mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah, yeah and and saying it like that could really come off to being like a soft parenting but mm -hmm. kind of a, a one of my justifications for it is that no matter what life is going to be hard yeah life yeah. is going to be hard no matter what and i feel like what what got me to this point is working hard but also working smart mm -hmm. so i like to pass on those life lessons that i've learned that that made my life easier mm -hmm. and and try to pass that on without being so strict as to hey it's saturday morning you got to get up at 6 a.m you got to go do this and do that you mm -hmm. know yeah and yeah. it's just i i just feel like there's there's such a such a hard balance yeah because there's one side where it's like yeah i want them to know that you need to work hard mm -hmm. but then the other side is like yeah, i want them to enjoy their childhood yeah because yeah. like there's certain aspects of my childhood that I really didn't enjoy as much or I grew up faster mm -hmm. or what have you. Yeah. You know what I agreed, mean? Agreed. So yeah, our, our big thing is I'm married. I've been married now. We're, we're I think it's gonna be nine years this year. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Man. Thank you. And uh, we've been together probably 16, 17 years. Now, oh, so wow. It's, it's been a while. It's been a, while. a blessing. Absolutely. And, um, I have a, a stepson too. He's 26. He lives in Florida right now. Oh, nice. So four, four kids, wife, but, um, 
our biggest thing, my wife homeschools the kids too. Mm, so she's been homeschooling okay. before the pandemic. She started okay. before. So this is like year five. And, um, and that's a, that's a struggle, man. That's a struggle every day. She, she, she fights through it and she puts up with it, you know, and, and it's tough. I try to do it on Mondays with them. Cause she goes her one day off a week. She goes to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I, I always joke and say. She's a surgical tech. So she does that out in thousand Oaks one day a week and then comes back and then runs the house, you know? Um, uh, yeah, we, we try teaching the kids work, how to, how to work with your hands. I love teaching the kids how to work with your hands with, with saws and everything, you know, tools, learn how to use tools, learn how very to use things, cool. you know? Uh, we also want them to, to be very book smart, you know, teach them that, you know, you have to be able to do math, but I don't think trigonometry is, is necessary. For sure. I'd rather teach you how to build the chicken coop in the backyard, For sure. you know? let's do that. Let's learn angles and, and math like that. Yeah. But my wife's teaching everything and uh, it's going really well. We also love to travel. We love to take the kids on experiences, you know, mm. take them to, you know, wild places. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. It's all good. Oh, God, that's so loud, dude. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, what we, kind we, of places do you guys travel to? Um, we just recently came back from Mexico, took them to Mexico, went to Mexico city for three or four days. Then we went to Merida, Yucatan, Oh wow! Where my, where my mom's from. So what city? Uh, Merida is is the 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 capital. That's where the airport is. Yes. Is she from Merida? She's from Merida. Oh wow! So we went. We met up with her family. You know, we we went to the Chichen Itza ruins. You know, we did all that. You know. Yeah, I so, have family in Muna. Okay. So that's about forty five minutes nice. from Merida. Nice. Right there. Nice. Um, my wife's family is okay. from there. Nice. We went there maybe two thousand sixteen. Okay. I think it was. We went there and I was like man this is such a different life yes yes my wife was warning me she's like dude you better be ready the food's different you might get sick oh no no it was bomb the food was so good out there i got there bro and i'm chilling and Mm -hmm. then and then after like the next day she's all sick dude she had had to go to the the doctor which is just like a neighbor yeah for sure one one door down And then I'm I'm out the whole day. I'm not even speaking Spanish. I'm wow. just with the cousins that's on funny. like dirt bikes and that, shit. See that that's it. It's a whole different lifestyle out For there. For sure. We got there so in Mexico cool. City. We we got sick in Mexico City eating the tacos there. Mm. That kind of did us up. But um Mexico City was cool. Yeah. It was a nice experience. We did the pyramids out there. We rode the ATVs out there and that was fun. We're riding the ATV. Me and my my middle son, the ten year old, he's driving and I'm sitting on the back, right? And I'm filming him. And uh, my wife and my my daughter were up on one, and then my other son he was with our driver. So there it was three of us, three three ATVs, and my wife was ahead. We were in the middle, me and my son, and then uh, my my son and the driver were in the back. That's what it was. So we were coming up to the pyramids, and we go around the turn. I'm telling my son, just jam, just hit it, just hit it, you know. And he's doing like funny turns, they hitting the potholes. Yeah. Next thing you know, we see a wheel rolling, right? And I was like, whoa, man that's not our wheel. Cause we're still hauling ass, you know? And next thing you know, I, I looked down the front wheel, the, the A-arm broke and it's still jamming. So I'm like, Whoa. So I'm leaning back trying to do like, Oh, to even it out. Wheel. Yeah. So we start slowing down and it finally hits and boom, we didn't go over the bars, but we, we, we came to a stop <laughs> and I was like, damn dude, they didn't even give us helmets to wear, you know? And I'm yeah. looking at the pictures I took of it. The helmets are strapped to the front of it. We weren't even wearing helmets, you know, <laughs> stupid, but <laughs> But it was funny, you know, we, we broke the ATV and they, they brought us another one. But 
just funny experiences like that for sure but yeah. pyramids are a trip oh it was it was it was wild man did they have that where you like clap in yep. front of it you hear the parrot yeah interesting huh yeah very yeah. crazy i've we, been uh i've been uh listening to a lot of podcasts about mm-hmm. like ancient history and civilization and yeah. stuff and it's like man you know honestly how i feel dude i i feel like we've been through so many different stages of of earth mm-hmm. of life that um we there's possibly that there's been times where we've been way more advanced absolutely than we absolutely. are now and just because maybe they didn't have an instagram or facebook yeah, or something yeah, back then you. Yep. you know that it, that we always think that we're at the pinnacle of mm-hmm. technology. Yeah. And I think that we are for, 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 for us. us. Yes. For us Agreed. right now. Agreed. But I, I see so many things that they'll just come out and be like, oh, we found a jawbone that dates back millions more years. Yeah. Like, what 200 million years ago. Yeah. Right. And then that's All just right. like a post real quick. Something yeah. that just goes by. Yeah. Like, Yo, this is kind of serious. It's pretty man. big. Yeah. It's pretty big. And, and we, we just take it for granted. You know? Yeah. But yeah who knows man who knows who built all that stuff the pyramids everything yeah yeah it's it's very fascinating yeah but i do like that life Mm -hmm. that like very simple Mm -hmm. life very like close to your family Mm -hmm. and just not having not having a lot but having what you need what you need yeah I i think that the the a lot of the stuff that we have it comes with a lot too mm-hmm. you know it comes with a lot of anxiety and stress and you're yeah. just like if you have a lot of shit you're just like fuck what i do with all yeah. this stuff dude. yeah you know yeah speaking on that we we uh we we had a uh, fire at our house on, on thanksgiving oh my god yeah. speaking of having a bunch of shit you know we um we're cooking my wife's in the in the kitchen getting ready to cook some ribeyes she had pies out she had the charcuterie board like everything's decked out you know getting ready to throw the ribeyes in the oven i'm in the backyard cooking a half a chicken i just opened my first beer of the day i'm about halfway down with the modelo the sun was setting it was like five o'clock i had the the jbl speaker i was bumping some iration i was feeling good i was like damn this is a nice thanksgiving my daughter's godfather's coming over for for dinner it like man everything's just just feeling good then my son comes running to the backyard dad the garage is on fire right and i was like what and I was like, all right. And I go, okay, man, settle down. You know, it's time for dad to do some dad stuff. Yeah. Let's go fight the fire. You know, like I got an extinguisher in the van. I got one hanging on the water heater. Uh, I could grab the garden hose from the front. Let's go see what we got. So I'm walking out. My wife's on the phone with 911. And she's like, yeah, you know, it's in the garage. Da, da, da. The kids are hooking the dogs up. We have three dogs hooking the dogs up to the leashes. And they're getting ready to go out. And I was like, damn, like, is it that serious, guys? I walk out in the front and you see smoke coming out from under the, the eaves, right? And I was like, damn, you hear sizzling and cracking. And I'm like, all right, this is bigger than bigger than dad fighting the fire. You know, we, yeah. we don't have to leave this to the professionals. So I say, all I could do is move the cars out of the driveway. So I move the cars, put them in the neighbor's house real quick. And we basically walk across the street and we watch the smoke coming out. And this is like, damn, what could we do? But the fire department got there quick. You know, they came like 15 trucks deep got up on the roof cutting holes in the roof they cut the garage door ripped the garage door out fought the fire then they come out and they say hey it started with this extension cord that's plugged into your uh, peloton and your uh, elliptical so they're all it, somehow it shorted out and started the fire lit the clothes and then everything went up in the garage what 
how does that happen? You know, that shouldn't happen. doesn't make sense. Yeah. But we've been out for two months now. Um, so we're going through that whole thing right now, trying to get estimates for rebuilding this and that. My wife's kind of grabbing the bull by the horns and handling all that and getting all these people together. So, But they say we, we could be out for like a year and a half, though, between permits, getting everything done. So insurance oh stepped up, God. and they have us in a, in a rental right now. But we're in a hotel for a month, and it makes you really realize, like, that night it happened. Like, we, me and the kids and my wife, we all had the clothes on our back. Like, we walked out. They, they yellow tagged it. You can't go in. At night, you have to only go in in the daytime you know, to get what you need and that's it. But everything in the house was smoke damaged. All the clothes smelled like smoke. The mattresses, you got to throw away. The couches, everything's destroyed inside the house. So we're standing back like, damn, this is like, we lost everything, you know? So. Damn, bro, I'm so sorry to hear that's that. Not good. We're, we're cool. We're, I mean, this is the first time I teared up about it. Damn, that's deep, bro. Wow. Especially if, um, if it didn't happen in the daytime, man. We were planning to go to San Diego for the weekend to visit my wife's brother. And I was pushing for like two weeks, like, get him up. Let's go. Let's go. And she's like, I just want to stay local. You know, I just want to stay local and just chill. And then out of the blue, her brother calls and says, hey, come on down to San Diego. And she's like, that's so weird you called because we were talking about it. You know, she's like, no, I want to stay local. Had we been down to San Diego, we probably would have come back and it would have been flat. You know, could have lost everything. I mean, there's still some stuff that, that we're able to keep. Yeah. And um, everything in the garage a lot. My wife has a 63 Volkswagen that's all done up. That was in there with the window rolled down. So all the upholstery is all smoked out and nasty inside. The paint, it's all like the clear is gone on it. So it, it looks horrible. Yeah. The adjuster comes out and they, they said, oh, we'll give you $2,000 towards it. What? Damn. Come on, man. That wouldn't even cover the, the bumpers, you know? so we're bouncing back from that right now that's our that's our big struggle but it was crazy and it was it was weird because um all the clothes is gone so the next day to go shopping is black friday so i've never done black friday shopping okay so of course we're we got to go to target so yeah. it's like the kids got to get three pairs of pants three shirts underwear socks the works you know so we have a shopping cart filled with stuff and i catch one of my uh, students from the barber school and he's like, hey, what's up, man? He goes, oh, man, you're doing your Christmas shopping. And I was like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, this just happened the night before, so I'm not going to go around telling everybody. We get in the line to go pay, and the cashier's like, wow, you're doing all your your uh, Christmas shopping early, huh? Yeah, pretty much, you know? And it's just like, damn, like, she had no idea what we went through, you know? And I'm not going to stand around and tell her, you know? But, um, yeah, man, so first time ever Black Friday shopping was to buy clothes for the for the family. Pretty wicked. Crazy feeling, man. Damn, bro, that's fucking yeah. deep, man. I'm sorry you guys had to go through that, bro. It's all good, but it makes you realize, you know, what what's important in life. You know, yeah. we had a bunch of stuff that, you know, we didn't really use. You know, I've been getting on my wife. Oh, get rid of this, get rid of that. And she she jokes now and says, "Well, I finally got rid of it." You know, so I feel bad. She had a lot of uh, uh, her stuff, like a, a lot of her pictures from from her son mm. being young all of her old stuff like that she lost all that like the fire department when they sprayed water everything got soaked and like rolls of film you oh, know so man. stuff that can't get replaced you know the material stuff i could care less for you know? sure don't need any of that for sure but yeah that was that was something man that's heavy bro yeah yeah so when something 
like this happens like how do you how do you keep it all together how do you how do you go through this in your head you you just got to keep pushing you know you got to be strong for the kids especially you know we've been going back meeting with people that are going to do the roof and everything and my daughter's like i just want to come home and like we all do you know so we will yeah but you know my oldest son he's pretty tough with it he hasn't broken down yet the other two have my wife's been dealing with it she's having a hard time but she's doing she's doing good with it damn man it's hard to be the uh the the captain of the ship yeah, on that one yeah. too man for sure you're feeling it too yeah, yeah when when do you get to feel it yeah, you know yeah when do you get to feel it when everybody's looking at you yeah. like you get to what feel, do we, i do we gotta wait till nobody's looking to feel it <laughs> yeah sometimes it shouldn't be like that yeah you know mm-hmm. i i feel like i feel like the stigmas are changing mm-hmm. a lot you know back back in the day I could never picture an older person, my dad or something, you know, being like stressed out Mm -hmm. in front of me or just like hurt or something, you know, but those feelings happen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's human nature, man, woman, whatever. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's There's nothing nothing, wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. And, and it feels, it feels good to let go of that weight that Mm -hmm. you're carrying, you know, just, just to talk about those those emotional things just like that just losing losing the home or going through this is is so hard yeah but some people just go through like every day and they're yeah. just piled on and piled on and they got to put that face on yeah. like oh, yeah. it's all good it's yeah. all good but it right. doesn't have to be all yeah. good yeah all the but time. you know right when we think we had it bad we we lost material stuff then come christmas day you hear about that fire over i think it was on guava mm. guava street mm-hmm the the grandfather died and there was like three kids in critical condition you know and i mean you read that in the news and you're like damn you know what was ours really you know ours was nothing for sure we're displaced you know we're we're thrown a little bit out of whack but these people lost people you know what i mean so we got away easy if you think about it it's all perspective yeah you know that's 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 one thing in life that'll really help you out is perspective Mm -hmm. you know just yeah, you have your own perspective of the situation, but it helps out to take a step out and evaluate the whole situation mm-hmm. for everything. Because, yeah, you could definitely just go into a depression, mm-hmm. spiral down, and reasonably so. Yeah, it, totally understandable. Uh, totally yeah, yeah. understandable, you know. Yeah. And if you were if you were to crumble and turn to alcohol mm-hmm. or whatever, it's totally understandable. Yeah. And it's... It's just such a it, it, life is so hard yeah. sometimes, and it's good just to be able to talk about yeah. like the things that are hard, and maybe somebody else can lend some sort of perspective. Yeah, you know, yeah. just like you have. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody might be down on their luck, and then you give them a little perspective. And you're like, damn. Yeah. Feels it feels it feels good that you that you say it like yeah. that because yeah. now it doesn't feel like the world's against. Yeah. You. Yeah. You know, the the person standing next to you in the store, they could be really going through it. And it goes back to, hey, how you doing today? You know? Yeah. Keep your head up, you know? For sure. Just tell them that. And they think, damn, you don't even know me. You don't even know what I'm going through. But I felt that. Yeah. So. It's a crazy connection, man. When you talk to people, because I can talk to somebody and the way that I interact with them 
boom, I see their ball, their wall, mm-hmm. yeah, just drop. Yeah, their wall just goes down, dude. Mm-hmm. And just because they're in a certain field of of business or working, yeah, their job, they don't get treated right. Yeah, like, well, it's your job. Yeah, yeah, but I'm a human, bro. Yeah, just yeah. like you. Yeah. You're on lunch right now from your job. I'm at my job. Yeah, you know, and it's it's not cool if you don't treat me like a, yeah. a person mm-hmm. and that's uh yeah i think that 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 like the more open people get to it and especially people that are very respected you mm-hmm. know like being a man to me is taking care of your responsibilities mm-hmm. having honor and having respect you yeah. know it, it all the other stuff that i thought made a man when i was younger like dude that that was so toxic yeah back in yeah. the day you know and it, and it just it didn't help my growth mm-hmm. at all yeah and it actually put me in a lot of situations that yeah man maybe i could have had a better time with these friends or these people or yeah. if, if i didn't act this yes sort of absolutely way. absolutely yeah man dude i'm, I'm so sorry to hear yeah, that no, it's all good I, I appreciate, appreciate that sharing that with us <clears throat> and it's funny because my social media I don't I don't put pictures of, you know, vacations we go on. I don't put pictures or stories about like, hey man, we had a house fire, like you know, it's just it's just personal stuff, you know. You yeah. don't need to advertise for everybody. And I've been always a very, very private person. So, mm. so even doing this interview, this is the first time I've ever done an interview. You know, mm. like but um it feels good stepping out of the box. You yeah. Know? And uh just speaking a little bit, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. Like uh like I say, your name's been ringing with me ever since I was a kid. Right on. And I'll hear it pop up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And then when I started doing the podcast, like I was telling you before, it was just a step away from the conversation of mm-hmm. cars. So even when we would have people on the podcast that were into cars, like I didn't want to talk about what motor they had. I wanted yeah. to talk to them about like how it felt to get that motor yeah, and yeah. what they had to do to get to that point. you know. Yeah. And, and then that led to having more locals on the podcast mm-hmm. and there's so many genuine local people around here that are that deserve their flowers yeah you know for sure such as yourself man. thank you appreciate you know, that. i i know that there are barbers that have their own shops now mm-hmm. that looked up to you right on and you know if, if you didn't treat them with respect maybe they wouldn't have that true that career true. you know um my one of my good friends is a barber uh mo okay from, yeah no more uh, yeah he used to be at the barber lounge yeah, yeah no the bar, barber lounge and he's at um he has his own shop now mo's been cutting my hair since high school right on same yeah. thing yeah. five dollar joint yeah for dude. sure we'll have uh pictures of like xl tall tees on <laughs> yeah isn't that funny all the way to your knees huh <laughs> Good old days, man. Yeah. But yeah, the barbershops always just bring like a good vibe. Yeah, dude. good times. It's always been good times, man. Good place to network, socialize. It was like uh, like therapy even for some for clients. For sure. You know? Yeah. Get in there and get to talk. with. It's like the, 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 the podcast before the podcast. Hey, you know? definitely. Definitely, man. Well, so let's get back to it. 21-ish, you decide to get your own shop. What was your plan of action at that point? The plan was keep the shop small and um, know that I could do it on my own if I had nobody else working with me. That mm. was that was the plan. Gotcha. And if I hired guys, I hired guys. And if I didn't, I didn't. But at the time, nobody's going to barber school. You mm. know, you have to find old barbers. You know, that would want to come work with you. Mm. So that's what we had to do. And it's funny that 
um, Sammy. I don't mm. know if you remember Big Tall Sammy. Yeah. He came in one day. He was working like on the base or something. And I was cutting his hair. And he's like, hey, man, I, I cut hair. I said, yeah, where'd you go to school? He goes, oh, I never went to school, man. I, I just been cutting hair. And he's like, next time I come in, I'll bring some pictures of work I've done. So again, that's before camera phones. So mm-hmm. he brought like legitimate photos in. Mm-hmm. He was like, look at this taper. Look at this this fade. I was like, damn, that's pretty good. And he goes, yeah, man, I want to be a barber. And I was like, all right, well, you know, you don't have a license, but let's give it a try. You know, let's see if we can get you into the apprentice program, you know. So he comes in, dude takes off, you know. He starts doing really well. Get him into the apprentice program. And then Skeety shows up, mm. you know. We got Skeety in there. And in between, I had a bunch of other riffraff that, you know, would last one day or a week, you know. Um the hardest thing was just just getting through the weeds, you know, to get your good guys. You know, we yeah. ended up with with a real cool crew. Ended up getting the general. I don't know if you heard that name, the general mm-hmm. Mike. So it ended up being like us four, and we it's like we just ran the shop for the longest time, you know. And it was just us, and and we clicked. Everybody worked well together, you know. Just running our mouths, busting each other's chops, you know. It was just all day. It was all yeah. day fun, you know. You go to work and you're just having fun all day, you yeah. know. And you made money. So it was cool. It was cool. So this is on Ventura and Ventura, Island? Yep. Ventura okay. Road, yeah. So how long were you at that location? For? That one, I opened it in uh, 2002. Okay. And was there for like 10 years. And then we opened the, the Ventura shop. Now, where was the Ventura shop at? That was on, on Telegraph and Mills. So right across from the YMCA. Okay. Down the street from Ventura College. Got you, got you. So that was a that was a super cool location too. You know, we had the Anacapa School there, the YMCA, the college, you know, Bonaventure up the street. So... A lot of people, a lot of kids, you know. What made that, What made you move to Ventura? Just expanding, mm-hmm. you know. I wanted to do a second shop, and um, Ventura just seemed like it made sense. I looked at Fillmore, too, Fillmore, but that was just so far to drive every day. Yeah. And uh, we said, no, Ventura, Ventura's kind of untouched. There was legends out there in Ventura, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So you had both shops? Mm-hmm. Had both shops going. Okay. So you had the the first shop for about 10 years? Yeah. Okay. Well, and then open the next one. So total, we had them both going for, at one point, for, for years, too, you know? Yeah. So like, in, in those 10-year span, did you did you start to grow as, as an entrepreneur and start to, to look at life differently as, you know, expanding? Or were you, were you like, okay, this is where I'm going to be at for a while? I, I said this is where I'm going to be at for a while. I started making money, and I think I, I wasted way more money than I should have mm-hmm. having fun, going to Vegas, partying hitting that little scene, you know, and, um, you know, we were all young, we were all super young. So that's kind of what we did. I wish I would have saved a lot more, you yeah. know, but didn't. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's all good. Yeah. I mean, but you, you gain in, in memories. Yeah, definitely. Memories. And that's, that's how I feel a lot. Cause I, I think that I w- went through life a lot with, kind of with an older mentality mm-hmm. so whenever my friends were gonna do something dumb like i always thought about it and i was like yeah nah this isn't a good idea mm-hmm. but then now looking back i'm kind of like man i wish i had a little more of those dumb times yeah yeah you know yeah see we used to go to vegas when i was like 17 we had oh, fake, shit. fake ids <laughs> we went and got our, our ids downtown la alvarado street yeah you know it's like 50 bucks or something they take your picture like they pull the screen down they take your picture and say meet me back here in an hour all right cool and the worst fake idea ever, but <laughs> it worked. You know, yeah. we used to cruise out to Vegas. We're gambling, drinking, having fun, you know. And But I feel like I got a lot of that out of my system really early in life mm. to now where being married, having kids, 
don't have to do that anymore. You know, now I'm like, I could work hard. I could go home. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like those experiences are very important Mm -hmm. to, to to get out of your system. Yeah. And there's like a nice window Mm -hmm. where it's kind of accepted where you're still like, yeah, you're, you're an adult, but you still got a little time to fuck around. Yeah. So what clicked in you to, to decide like, yo, now's the time to open another location. Um, I don't know. I think I just had the had some money and figured that would be the best move. We were looking at me and my wife, we were looking at moving to Miami. Oh, and, wow. Uh, and we, we were thinking of opening a shop there. And uh, I went on vacation for my 30th birthday and uh, I fell in love with Miami. I said, this, this is it. This is where I got a shop. And um, it was it was I loved it so much that I actually went back with my dad and my brother to go check it out my dad's never flown with me anywhere you know and for us to go and and be out there my dad was like man this is this is kind of cool you know like i could see you living here i went and left a deposit for an apartment found a job at a shop everything was in the up and up and i told the shop owner i says hey man i'm planning to come here for about a year to two years build my clientele then i'm going to open my own shop and the guy took that as like major offensive Mm. and i'm like man i'm being straight up with you this is what i'm doing you know and he's like, hey, either you're with me or you're against me. Oh, and I was shit. like, damn, like that. I said, I got you. Okay, cool. So we come back to Cali and, you know, a month goes by and he's like, hey, you still coming out? And May I was supposed to go, you know, and this is January, you know. And I says, yeah, I'm still planning. And he goes, well, hey, I don't have a full-time spot for you anymore. I only have three days a week and it's going to be um, like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And I was like, man, those are horrible days, you know. And he's like, well, that's all I have. So then it went to like, hey, man, I got one day a week for you. So he's like kind of like pushing me out. Mm. And then the apartment, it was ocean facing. It was like two grand a month. Ocean ocean facing like 10th floor right on the beach. Right. Mm. And they call me back and they say, hey, we quoted you the wrong place. It's actually city view and you're on the second floor. And I was like, I don't want that. You know, I want the ocean view. So they tried to gas me that, oh, it's better at night to see the lights. Nah, man, I want to see the ocean in the day, you know. So everything was telling us, no, no, no. And my wife's like, you know what? I don't know if that's a good move. She goes, you know, why don't you focus on a shop out here? You know? So we said, okay. We we went back to the drawing boards and then started looking around. We found that building and we said, let's go for Ventura. You know? Dude, that's crazy. Just uprooting like that all the way across the country. Yeah. Yeah. What was it about Miami? I don't know. I I just like the the vibe. My wife's from Puerto Rico. She's Puerto oh okay, Rican, you know? got so, you, got you. Like the the music, the just the vibe is totally different than California. You For know? sure, it's way different. And um, get to traveling. You know, we've been to Puerto Rico a few times with the kids. Um, just love like the 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 tropical. We've been to Bali. Went to Bali for three weeks back in 2019. Um, it's just the ocean. The I don't know the humidity, the vibe. Everything was just just there. You know? sure. I love it. Like to honestly, I want to move to Puerto Rico. That's where I think I'm gonna be. Wow, yeah. really? I love it. I love it out there. If you ever get a chance to go, man, you gotta go. I would love you know? to, man. Um, Puerto Ricans love it. Mm-hmm. They're very prideful. Yes, man. very very prideful, and they don't want to be the 51st state. Yeah, you know? <laughs> they're like, no, nah, we're good. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. There's a lot of Honda guys out there, like is there fast cars? Really? Dude. Yeah. There's a lot of shows in um, in the East Coast, mm-hmm. and they'll 
they'll send their cars on boats or what have really? you and just come out whip ass really yeah Damn, okay there's a lot of them that live in in florida like in uh by orlando like Kissimmee okay. and stuff like that okay. and you're talking like some of the fastest hondas in the world really damn like, damn, they're, like there's actually a chart and then it shows the flag next to it and there's so many puerto Rican really flags, damn that's dude. wild I didn't yeah know i don't know what they do out there what the gas is like or yeah what, right but, that's uh, funny because I saw a lot of like motorcycles. They were big into motorcycles. Oh, really? And, yeah. What? You, so you would rather be in? Um, you you don't have any more desire to like move to Miami now? No, no, no. Miami, it was fun. It was really fun. But I think raising kids out there. My wife was pregnant at the time mm. too, so we would have raised our oldest one out there with my stepson. So who knows? You know where life would have veered at that point. You know, would it have been too fast for me? Would I have? been barbering and like thinking oh i gotta go promote in the clubs for sure and then get into that lifestyle and then end up losing my wife doing this you know so it feels like everything kind of like pushed us back and and kept us here but she's with it she's ready she'll she'll move to bali tomorrow she lived in bali actually for for seven years with her prior relationship she had a business out there yeah so that's why we went she's like it's 100 percent legit safe it's cheap let's go and i was like ah let's me and you go first and then we'll go again we'll bring the kids and she's like no we're bringing the kids they're cool trust me trust yeah. me it's like all right so we get there and it was it was beautiful beautiful food was amazing super cheap it was ex- oh it was cheap super cheap oh, super that's cheap cool. yeah i've uh i think the only place that i would think about moving out would be to japan dude now for some reason i've got a desire to go to japan oh like, my god i'm not big into cars you know, barely into Pokemon cards because of my kids. Yeah. You know, that's like my, but like anime, I'm not really into. And something about Japan's calling me. Maybe it's the sushi. I don't know. Yeah. But something is telling me to go. And I'm always looking for cheap flights on, on the internet. On dude, the cheap you flights should app. really go, bro. I, I need oh to. Oh my God. I need dude. to. And uh, like if you, I always tell this to people. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, this was a little pre pandemic, mm-hmm. so I don't know if prices has changed. But if you saved up like, Three thousand bucks, mm-hmm. I think you'd be straight. Mm-hmm. Flight, um, place to stay, the travel, food, everything there. It's okay. not even that expensive, okay. and they understand English. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get around, but like the culture is amazing. Yeah, bro. yeah, I bet. There, you don't see any trash mm-hmm. on the floor, and you go to Tokyo, and then the the like the the New York City of Tokyo mm-hmm. is a, a Shibuya. You know, so that's like in um, Tokyo Drift, okay. where they like drift through the crowd. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know if you see okay. that, but that's like the main area. Okay. So that's like super Times Square area. Well, there's no trash on the floor. Dude. Nice. There's no trash. Nobody messing with you. Mm-hmm. Nobody being rude. Everybody's just doing their own thing. Got it. It's so beautiful, dude. That's okay. like one place I would always recommend people yeah. to go to. And I'm telling my wife, like, man. If we just rented like an Airbnb for a month or something, yeah, like why can't why couldn't we? Yeah, just fly here, yeah, stay for a month, handle work remote, mm-hmm. and live, you know? Yeah, because we we would go there for about a week at a time, mm-hmm. but I want to see what it's like two weeks. Yeah, I want to see what it's like waking up and not having anything to do. Yeah, I'm like oh I'm gonna go yeah at the cafe. Yeah, I'll be back real quick yeah. or something yeah, like that. Sure. You know for sure but why not yeah if if you have the means to do it mm-hmm. why not yeah dude? absolutely and with us homeschooling the kids we can do that for sure you know we could pack them up and go so again like it's you know bali for three weeks i said next time we go we gotta go for four mm-hmm. you know or longer let's go to thailand for a week and then come back to bali for three you know 
there's so much out there to see and it's it's cheap if you think about it if mm-hmm. you save up you're like let's just do it you know let's go relative to what people spend for every weekend mm-hmm. you know i'm sure when you were going out you spend you know hundred few hundred bucks yeah, yeah, for sure. a night for sure buying bottles or mm-hmm. something like that you know especially at the time when the shop was popular yeah. and yeah pangeas is around yeah <laughs> right and, and the bottles were only 300 you know <laughs> Okay, we'll take. Give three. me two. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So, but when you when you put it in a bat perspective, you mm-hmm. know, like it, especially like for for car guys, like yeah. yo, you could instead of having that set of wheels, you could have this memory mm-hmm. for your entire life. Yeah, dude. like that's so much more valuable than yeah. than just a material yeah. object. You know. So we we laid over in Hong Kong for twenty four hours on the way to Bali. Oh, very. Cool. So we got to go stay in a hotel for one night. And we hopped on the subway, you know, none of us speak the language, but we just hopped on the this, this subway and it went like under, under the water. Mm. I mean, you can't see out the windows, but you're, you, we popped up, we transferred, we ended up at some like theme park. It, it was closed when we got there, but we're like, this is cool. You know, eating random food and the kids to this day, they still say, remember when the cab driver, I don't know why the cab driver is hitting the gas pedal. Like this, just room, room, room as we're going down the street. And all of us are like, what the hell's going on here? You know, <laughs> like I filmed it because it was just so ridiculous. Like, what is this guy doing? He had like two or three cell phones on his dashboard. And remember back in the day when you get the pop ups on your computer uh-huh. and you have to, cl- as soon as you close one down, like five more would pop yeah. up. That's what this guy's phone was doing is pop up, pop up. And he's closing down these things. He's room, room. And I was like, man, if this isn't giving me anxiety, I don't know what, what it is, you know? <laughs> But it's so funny, like just the experience though, like you said, the memories that the kids have that we made, you know, in Hong Kong for 24 hours, like, I don't know anybody that's been to Hong Kong personally, you know, and if they have, they've never spoken about it, you know, but, you know, to say that we went to Bali, we go to Mexico, you know, been to Puerto Rico, you know, let's go to all these places. Let's, let's just go, you know, and let's experience it. Let's see what's out there, you know, and the kids are with it. They love it. They love it. And, you know, my wife's down, so shit it doesn't get much better yeah for sure dude and hopefully when they get older they take their kids absolutely that's the goal i tell my son all the time i say dude your kid's life better be better Mm -hmm. than your life and i'm gonna make that job as hard as possible Mm -hmm. as i can for for you dude for sure and we're always just trying to do fun stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because you just get caught up in like the everyday grind of yeah. shit. Especially me, dude. Like I'm, I'm like a computer, bro. Where okay. it's just I got shit to do. I'm just doing it, mm-hmm. and I have to stop me. Like, yo, stop that right now. Got it. Fuck it. Just go home, spend time with the family, mm-hmm. whatever. It'll wait. Yeah. You know. And before, when I was growing the business, I, I, I didn't do that as much as i should have mm-hmm. but maybe it was just that time i needed to to, to let everything cook mm-hmm. but now like when it's time for family it's it's time for the family yeah dude. yeah like you you have to make time because man f- my son is 15 right now okay five years he's gonna be 20 yeah like i only have that small a window to spend as much time with I with him as I can mm-hmm. before he starts to start his own life. Yeah, you know, starts to work and starts to drive and hang out with his friends. Mm-hmm. And Going to Vegas without you for yeah. sure. You know, we just went to uh, Mountain High and I'm up there and there's all kinds of girls and stuff. I'm like, son, you need to be doing this when you're in your 20s. Yes, get a cabin. 
get 10 friends mm-hmm. and girls and guys dude get the cabin like these are experiences yeah. that you need to have mm-hmm. like don't look at it as like oh damn well it's, that's like 300 bucks like yeah. nah dude no. that, look at that 300 dollars investment mm-hmm. into your memory yeah that you're definitely. gonna have definitely and that's that's one thing that i've i never had it put to me like that mm-hmm. that was one thing that i had to learn and good thing with the business and traveling and you know setting up at trade shows mm-hmm. and things like that it kind of expanded my mind and made me realize that traveling isn't as hard as i thought it was yeah. in yeah. the past yeah so you need a plane ticket your your transportation when you're to wherever you're landing mm-hmm. and your hotel room yeah everything else you can figure it out <coughs> All you need is a passport and a credit card. You go anywhere in the world. Oh, dude. Hell go, yeah. Just go. That's, that's Figure it out when you get home. That's facts. Uh, so I want to get back to where you were talking about in Florida, the the um, the the barber kind of mm-hmm. like treating everybody as an enemy. Yeah. That was, that was a super strange concept to me. What What's what's it like here in the 805 Ventura, Oxnard? Camarillo, Wainimi, like that barber network. What so, is that so like? So now the network is totally different. Mm. It's, it's out of my touch now because I don't really know all the shops that are popping up because now there's shops on every corner. Mm. Every, everybody's got a shop, you know? But back when there was maybe 10, 15 shops, everybody knew everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, the state board comes into town to, to come bust one shop. There's a text that goes out to all the shops. Hey, state board's here at the shop. Heads up, you know? Mm. Everybody got to clean up, you know? That was respect among all the shops. There was never hate among shops. Mm. It was always love. It was always, um, there's enough business out there for everybody. You know, don't, don't hate on me. Like if you don't like my cut, go over here. If I'm closed, go up the street to the other shop. Tell them I sent you, you know, if you come back, I love it. If not, if you stick with them, cool. That's Mm. cool too. You know? So there was a lot of honor and, and pride in being a barber back then. And, and now I feel it's more like, an easy hustle for kids to come out and just make quick money and just, you know, live it up, live it up young, have, you know, a big pocket and be able to do whatever they want. So it's not really respect amongst barbers anymore. Cause when I was taught at school, you never charge another barber for a haircut. Oh really? So that's what I learned. Oh shit. So I'd be cutting a guy's hair in the shop and he'd be 70 year old man. And he's like, Hey, I used to be a barber in, in Colorado. Is that right? No way. So we're talking. He's talking stories about, you know, he's a legit barber. So he gets up to pay. How much owe you? I said, hey, man, it's on me. You know, you're another barber. I got respect. And this wow. is what I was taught. And they're like, really? Hey, man, that's cool. Now, a barber goes to another shop. They're charging you 40 bucks just like everybody else. You know, mm. it's like, damn, there's no no honor amongst each other anymore. You know? Yeah. Shouldn't when did you treat- notice that that started to change? Man, probably like. 10 years ago when when it started getting into um social media mm. i think social media is the downfall of society bro. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so bad for for kids and people in general just it, it's really bad how, it, how it's going that's my personal opinion but um it's valid okay okay um i just feel like everybody has to try to be a celebrity barber you know like I feel like I've been a celebrity barber cutting all my clientele. All my clientele celebrities in their own way. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're a celebrity. Yeah. You know what I mean? See, babe. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, you treat everybody with respect. You know? You don't know what anybody's doing for, for business or who they are. You yeah, know? And, and everybody's money is green. Yeah. You know? It don't matter if you have $10 million in the bank or 10 in the bank. You know? Yeah. If you're willing to spend your money on me, 
respect for sure know? so everybody is 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 different like in the, the their their thought process now so i feel like the the barber industry is is just it's going down it's going down but it's it's a new era of young guys coming up that they changed the whole thing so it's not the old old guys doing it no more yeah you know? so it's evolved and it's evolved to something that i don't say care for but you know everybody else loves it so yeah i feel you you know social media definitely is the downfall mm-hmm. of uh of of humanity i definitely feel that mm-hmm. you know it 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 highlights so much um it highlights so much flaws that we have in society mm-hmm. and uh it it congratulates all the bad stuff mm-hmm. you know and i'm part of it yeah i'm part of it and i think i think the way that i justify it is that i understand mm-hmm. i understand what it's doing i understand what it's doing to our society but I also understand that if I want to succeed in this society, the society, you have to this is it. what I have. You to have do. to use it as a tool. It's free. It's this is free this is the 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 cards mm-hmm. that we were dealt. Mm-hmm. And if this is what I want to do, like I got to do it. Yeah, you know, I got to do it my own way. Mm-hmm. I got to figure it out. My 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 what what makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. That I don't have to lose integrity yes. over it, which it's it's definitely hard, man. Mm-hmm. There's those games that you could play, and sometimes like you'll get that like, uh, if I do this, this is kind of like the quick way mm-hmm. to do it. And it's like now nah, you gotta just keep yourself in check, yeah, you know. But just the the same thing that you say about barbering. There's guys that are listening to this right now in the car community. They're like, yeah, the same thing in yeah. every single sort of community. Yeah, it's just changing and changing. Even in the entrepreneur space, you know. Yeah, like man, I'm an entrepreneur because that is the, the new word for a hustler. Yeah, I, I've been a hustler. Yeah, my entire mm-hmm. life. Now, when I hear like these entrepreneurs and and their like speeches and stuff like that, I'm like, man, you don't even seem like a real genuine ass person, dude. You don't seem like anybody that I would ever even want to want to learn from. Mm -hmm. But like, you have a big following, and and people are listening to you. Like, nah, dude, you're like straight up full of shit. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the reasons I love to do this pod and sit with people and just chop it up with them because then it really gets to tell who they are. Mm like down to the core yeah. you know and then give people a, a if if they come off bad i'm like i'm not fucking with that dude but more more than time not like damn man that that dude's cooler than i thought he was uh-huh. gotcha. you know yeah just because he doesn't have a huge following or huge numbers or mm-hmm. things like that like no nah, this is somebody that i could relate to yeah so there's a lot of good aspects of it too yeah but i could definitely see it and it would be nice if my business wasn't intertwined as much as it is. Yeah. Because I could just fall back mm-hmm. a little bit. But it's just one of those That's ne- what it is. necessary evils. Yes, it know? is. It really is. And for upcoming barbers, it's free for them and, and it's getting them out there. It's getting them and it's such an easy tool to use. For sure. And I've I've been on it for since MySpace, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I never really got into it though, you know, like yeah. I have it because you have to have it. But it's just hard it's hard for me to do it. You know, and people are like, you just got to post a picture. I'll do a before picture and I forget to do the after. Mm. You know, so I got a bunch of before pictures. You know? <laughs> 
like, damn. Yeah, sometimes it's better just to hire somebody. Yeah, to, yeah. You know. But it's, it's a great tool for, for business. It really is. You know, you can't knock that. And if that's what it's for versus, you know, looking up to somebody, one of your friends that, oh, I just bought a new truck. I just did this. I, I went here, you know, got a new puppy. And, and they're putting their whole life out there on that. You know, that affects some people. They see that and say, damn, like, I've been wanting a new puppy for five years. I can't afford a puppy or my car is broken down. Or sure. Look at my friend. Like, look at this guy. I don't even know this guy, but he's got a new car, new house, new wife. What's he doing that I'm not doing? I'm working three jobs. You know, yeah. why can't I get on that level? You know, and a lot of it's smoke and mirrors, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, people say, yeah, we understand that. But how much of it really is, you know, how much of it is we're trying to live up to a lifestyle of somebody else that that's not us, you know? Yeah. So I feel like staying off it and staying like private has been a good thing for me. You I know? bet, dude. I bet. I could just imagine if I didn't have to use social yeah. media. I kind of like it, yeah. you know, as, as, as much as, as much as I don't, like I've always been like a tech kid. Mm-hmm. Like even when I was in high school, I was uh, selling CDs Nice. and I needed to learn how to download music. Mm-hmm. I needed to save up to buy a computer with a burner mm-hmm. and then an external burner and do all that stuff. So I was always on the computer, Got it. always online. So this is all just so second nature yeah. to me, you know, even coming down to the, to doing the podcast, like all of this, a hundred percent of it I do Okay, from, from reaching out to the guest to posting it online, nice. editing it and everything. And it was just, it, it just clicked so well to me because I feel like I'm that generation Got you. of like a computer person, which, which is so hard sometimes because I'm just like, I don't know if I could step away, dude. Mm-hmm. That's what you I'm, know. I'm, yeah, that's what I know, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm good at. And yeah. you know, I'm I'm good at marketing and, and making making the product look good yeah. and stuff. It's because like I'm. This is just one of my talents that I have. Got you. Is uh is being online, but it like I said, it's just a necessary evil, dude. Because yeah. sometimes I'm just like, damn, dude. I've just been scrolling and now I start to see this stuff and this is just affecting my day. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh my God, I can't believe what Biden's doing. And yeah. you see this mass shooting and this is like, like, bro, we're not supposed to know all this yeah. info, dude. Yeah. And it eats you up. Hell yeah. It, it, dude. It, it takes you into it. And you spend a lot of your day, you know, updating your wife. Did you see this? What happened? Did you see that? What happened? For like, sure. Why are we even talking about that? Yeah. You know, for sure. For sure, dude. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Because my day is chilling. Mm-hmm. If I was to write my day down on a piece of paper, and this is what I did when I woke up to when I went to sleep, like all of that is just like, oh, that sounds pretty cool, dude. You're just mm-hmm. not stressing out much. But then to me, I'm just stressing out because, oh my God, this is going on and this, and I yeah. don't know what's going to happen with business, and hopefully it's not going to slow down mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's just fucking going. So I got to like figure out a way to like slow down yeah. internally. You ever have any problems with like anxiety or anything like that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe once or twice, I uh, get like a little attack. It's the the first time I ever had like a an an anxiety attack. One of probably two or three times. Um, I feel like when I'm driving in the car, I always have to have like cold air blowing on me. Okay, you know, I don't know what it is. Uh, we're we're flying to Cancun, and I don't know why the airplanes do this. Like when they're backing up or something, they turn off the air. Okay? Mm. And it went from like cool air to like thousand degrees in there mm. you know what i mean and i'm like instantly sweating and i i started like panicking and i'm like man somebody turn the somebody do something you know what i mean and i'm buckled in and i can't do anything 
that's the only time I really had like anxiety, mm. you know. But other than that, I don't I don't think I really felt anything like like I worry too much. I think one thing that bothered me was um like say on social media or like you get a bad Yelp review, you know what oh. I mean? Like that eats me up, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Somebody leave like a like a crazy comment on a on a picture, you know, and they put something like negative. I don't know how these celebrities deal with that. Like, For sure. Because they you know, just have to turn the comments off because yeah. you read some of the stuff that people put and you're just like, damn, dude, that's ruthless. You know, yeah. like how could you even say something like that, you know? To another person. Yeah. Like I think that's what, what would eat me up. Yeah, you're totally right, man. I'm a big follower of Joe Rogan. Okay. Listen to his podcast all the time. And one thing that he says is just don't ever read the comments. Mm-hmm. Don't read anything. He doesn't read any comments. Okay. Whatever he puts out there, he'll put it out there. Boom. That's it. Yeah. That takes a lot of discipline. Yeah. I don't know what the attraction is of like, yo, what is this fucking Johnny 37 Civic think of me? Yeah. Who the yeah. fuck is this yeah, guy? Who cares? Huh? <laughs> who cares, right? Yeah. But then just, for me anyways, just taps into those like insecurities of like, like being younger and, mm-hmm. and never, never having anybody tell you like, oh, you're, you're worthy or you're doing good. Yeah. You're doing a good job. And like, sometimes I still want to feel that, yeah. you know, that, that what I'm doing, is it being received? You know, how mm-hmm. is it being received? Like, is this, is this something, Yeah, you know, because the only, the only representation that we get if we're doing a good job is that yeah, we're making, we're making sales, yeah. you know, which is awesome. Yeah. I love it. But the reason that I even have the business is, is just being a creative person, mm-hmm. you know, cause if not, I could just sell boxes. Yeah. Oh, you need some boxes. I got you. We'll send yeah. you some boxes. The products that we, that we offer is like a, a part of my creativity and to the core is just me being a creative person. Mm-hmm. So I, that's, that's kind of how I see it. But then I'm just like, man, I don't know if I ever even want to get to that point where it's like on, on a real public scale. Yeah. Um, because then you'll start hearing that stuff. Like, I can't hear something about my kids. Mm-hmm. I can't hear nothing yeah, no, about that, my that wife. Would, that would drive me nuts. Like, literally want to pull up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. You know? It was like, nah, dude, I, I'm kind of chill where it's at. And yeah. then my wife, on the other end, anybody could tell her anything. Yeah. She's chilling. Okay. I'm like, man, is that like a skill? Uh-huh. Is that like a skill that you could use where it's... Or where you could learn it or, mm-hmm. or hone it in or what, but uh, yeah, man, is I I I I can't see how people treat others online. Yeah, but online is still real because yeah. if I see somebody online and they're like talking super crazy to someone, I'll hold that against them. Absolutely, for sure. It, it you could you could make or break yourself online real quick. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It's a fine line. It, it yeah. definitely is, man. So we get to Ventura. You open your second mm-hmm. shop. How how did all that go? It went great. I had one guy that uh, I used to cut his hair. He he wanted to become a barber, and he's like, "Man, I'm I'm a rock with you." He goes, "Let's, let's open Ventura." I said, "Sweet, let's do it." You know, so we did it. Mm-hmm. It was me and this guy Chico, just me and him. There was two other chairs available, and then again, weeding through the people, and um, finally found a cool crew. You know, so. It, it it flowed so good. Ventura was is a total different vibe from it from Oxnard. Mm. You know, Oxnard we had the graffiti on the wall, and then we finally grew up a little. We painted over it. Uh, Ventura, you know, we had the flat screen TVs. 
Oxnard, we had the old school TVs. You know, mm. finally upgraded it, but they were like, man, you know, you forget about Oxnard, man. You got to mm. help us out. You hook us up. So made both shops look similar. They were very identical. Same floor, same paint, same TVs. Everything was good. So, yeah, man, it was it was just, it was fun. It was really fun, and uh, it was a good move. It was a great move, and then, um, yeah, Ventura was just different. Ventura was different. It was, it was, Oxnard was a bunch of skin fades, bald on the side, razor on the side, you know, line it up. Ventura, they're like, ah, oh, just give me a number two all over. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Done. You know, there you go. Just bro. super quick. Just different, totally different walks of life, you know, and, and 15 minutes away from each other, you know? Yeah. It's so weird. Are you in Oxnard uh, now? Yeah. Yeah. Back in Oxnard. So tell me, as being somebody who's grown up in Oxnard, business owner in Oxnard, what is your feeling about Oxnard objectively? Just in um, general? Just in general, as a city, as a culture, as people that come out of there. I, I love Oxnard. It's uh, it's our roots. It's uh, so diverse. It's a melting pot. It's probably the biggest melting pot of Ventura County, you know. Um, I think there there's a lot of pride in Oxnard, you know. That one comedian came on. You know, to do levity live. Yeah, oh yeah, she, she got roasted. Yeah, you know, she, Whitney, Whitney Cummings. Yeah, and she uh, canceled her show for you know? sure. But hey, uh, as she should have. Yeah, absolutely. Oxnard came to life and 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 stood up. You know, and and let her know and let other people know that read the comments. You know, mm-hmm. don't mess with us. You yeah. Um, Oxnard could be kind of divided, but I feel like at the end of the day, everybody would come together if we needed to. For sure. You know, I feel that, the that same. We're a very strong city, uh, very prideful. You know. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. It definitely made me who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in Camarillo now. Okay. And sometimes we'll go to Oxnard. I don't know for what. We go to my parents' house or mm-hmm. something. We're driving around and like, man, there's so much fucking culture here. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love it. I love how you could just do whatever you want there. You could eat whatever you mm-hmm. want. You can, it's just so much so much freedom but then there there's also like the stigma that like i almost got stuck into is like what i call the the oxnard mentality Uh you know is not really having bigger dreams or ambitions Mm -hmm. and being just happy with what you have and using using that as an excuse to not want to do better or do better yeah absolutely because Oh yeah, well, I didn't fucking grow up here. Well, I didn't have this. I didn't. Mm-hmm. They they have every single excuse. Yeah, you know, and most people that I know from Oxnard are very egotistical and prideful. And if you were able to look at that mentality, mm-hmm. that's like a real pussy ass mentality yeah, no, to I hear have. You. I hear you. Yeah, right. To be like making excuses why for why you can't you get out can't or why you can't better. do better. Yeah. So when when I was growing up in Oxnard and I had those same excuses. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody that I could look towards and be like, ah, oh, well, that guy is doing it. Mm-hmm. I went to school with that yeah, guy. Yeah. I I know him. I grew up with him. Like, I know that that dude's a hard work. I didn't have any of mm-hmm. that. You know, so I'm very critical of Oxnard. It's because I have so much love for mm-hmm. the city. And I'm just like, hopefully I can have some sort of impact yeah in the city that maybe one kid will be like well that guy he went to this school mm-hmm. like i did yeah if, if he could do it like why can't yeah. i yeah yeah for sure 
I did a lot with the the Oxnard Pal, the, mm, the, the boxing cool. program, and and them back when they were starting off. We used to um, we used to go to all the boxing tournaments, and the the kids coming from all over the nation, they'd come to the Oxnard Pal. That was like the the hub for the tournament. Mm. But they would come, and and you have to be clean shaven. And some kids coming from New York, they got lineups and everything. They're like, oh, you have to have your haircut, and you have to have your your beard completely cut off. They're like, what? Where can we go? So what did we do? We took two chairs from the Oxnard shop. We set them up in the gym and we're doing haircuts there and beard, oh, wow. knocking the beards off. They're like, what are you charging? And we're like, just give us, you know, whatever you want. Donation, donation. So we had a bucket. And then at the end of a week, everything we made, we just donated it to the pal mm. anyway. So that's why we can't really charge. So we're just like here. But we did so much. And, and a lot of kids that went through the pal, they see me now older and they're like, damn, dude, I remember you. I remember you from the pal, you know, the boxing tournaments are just working out at the gym, you know, coming, hanging out with us, you know, it's kind of cool, you know, seeing the young kids now that I'm 44 years old, there was babies that I was cutting their hair and now they're in barber school or they're, you know, coming up and they're like, damn, dude, I remember you. I remember yeah. you. I remember you told me this one time, like, damn, like, I'm glad I have some kind of a positive, For sure. you know, impact on the youth. You know? For sure. And I think a lot more people need to do that. I, a lot more people need to share knowledge of how to become successful. You know, my landlord in Ventura, very, very su successful man, had over a hundred commercial properties oh my between God. Ojai and Ventura. Dude is doing it. Wow. You know what I mean? He's, he's huge. I asked him one time, I says, hey, how do I get to your level? I said, I don't need a hundred real estate properties. I said, I want one commercial property, mm. you know, maybe two, but I'll start with one. He goes, let me ask you, what were you doing when you're 18 years old? And I go, 18 years old, I was getting ready to go to barber school, you know, did a little bit of partying, but in barber school, he goes, 18 years old, I was figuring out how I'm going to pay my mortgage that's due at the end of the month uh, for my first commercial property. Mm. And I'm thinking, okay, what well, 18 years old, nobody in the world decides I'm going to buy a commercial property at 18 years old, you know, unless somebody physically so you told be put him, on. you got to be put on for sure. his dad or a mentor. Somebody told him, look, forget the partying, put this money together. You need five grand, you know, five grand, put it down on this and you're going to buy your first property. That's what the youth need to hear. Yeah. Okay. So I asked him, I go, I go, so what, you know, how do I get my first building? He goes, worry about getting your first house first, mm. right? And I had a house, and I was like, okay, like, that's kind of rude, but like, all right. And then he goes, um, he goes, you need to focus on um, getting your house, and then don't worry about commercial property. Just get a house, you know? And I was like, okay. And then I tried to pick his brain one other time. He was really, really short with me. Like, he didn't want to help me out, you know? And I was like, damn. Well, the dude ended up catching COVID and died, you oh, know? Wow. And I was like, man that sucks but you know what sucks even more the knowledge that he had that he could have shared with 10 people that they could have shared it with 100 people to to bring everybody up for sure so everything that he had is gone yeah. i mean his family has it now of course they're wealthy but how to get there i will never know yeah you know and he could have easily told me during that one haircut yeah this is what you need to do follow these steps and you'll get your first spot you know simple yeah it's it's that famine mentality mm -hmm. man you know you think like well if i teach you how to open up a barber shop then you're going to take my clientele mm -hmm. that already makes you think like less of yourself yeah like if if somebody that 
never even had a shop and yeah. you've had a shop for years and you're threatened by and them, you're threatened by them you, you shouldn't know, be having a shop sure. and that's the way that i that i use the oxnard that's in mm-hmm. me that ego and pride i use it that sort of way gotcha. you know so like bro, i'm not a bitch dude i'm not gonna make no excuses mm-hmm. just because i didn't have this or i didn't have that or whatever yeah like, like it's just it's perspective yeah you decipher everything that you're saying and what are you really actually saying yeah you know what i mean and then if you don't like what you're really saying you got to figure out you got to figure out some different language definitely to be telling yourself yeah you know and that and that like that that mentality like also get it to this day like people oh it's easy for you to say i'm like fool we went to school together what are you talking about dude like we partied together what what do you mean when i was grinding like you were doing your own thing yeah like You weren't worrying about what I was doing. Yeah. You weren't worrying that I wasn't having a good time. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, now I'm the bad guy? Yeah. Nah, dude. Yeah. So with the the influence that I do have, that's what I want to do. Uh, yeah. I want to pass that knowledge to. on to these to these young kids. Mm-hmm. You know, even with the uh the skate brand, I was telling you. So it was it was it was March of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. No, 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 twenty twenty two, excuse me, last March. Okay. It was last March, and uh, one of my good buddies, he works at a skateboard distribution company where it has like five or six brands under it. Okay. He's like, dude, if you want an account, we can get an account, no problem. Okay. Which, that's like getting an account with like Wall or something yeah, like yeah, that. Sure. You know, it's okay. going to be like, nobody off the streets is going to be like, hey, can I get an account? Yeah. You know, so I, I was I already recognized that that was a layup, dude. Yeah. It's like, cool. I always wanted to make a skate shop and then made it. And mm-hmm. like, fast forward to now, like, always sending kids like free gear and stuff mm-hmm. and we have a sponsored skater and nice. just like trying to give back to these people that like i know that life is hard for yeah them. yeah you know i yeah. i know that like this is the only joy that they get when they're at the skate park yeah. yep. or even if they're working on their car or what have you you know mm-hmm. that's the impact that i want to have i don't want people to look at me with anything but like you know that's i would like to have something like that yeah in in the future Uh or something to aspire to yeah rather than like your your og cousin or brother that was banging and you're like damn well i want to be like that because he's feared yeah yeah i'm like yeah he's feared but he's still it doesn't have nothing yeah yeah and you can you don't have to live by that lifestyle you could you can make whatever you want yeah and if you think about it dude like no matter if you were born in in the hood of oxnard you're born in one of the best places in the world, mm-hmm. dude. Southern California, yeah. right next to the beach. Yeah. Like, and then we start highlighting all these stories of successful people like yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like Ronnie Jenkins. Yep. And it's just like these guys, they came from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And then look where they're at yeah, now. Absolutely. You know? And it, it's it's dope just to 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 have locals on and just share yeah. their stories, yeah. man hopefully this will put a seed in somebody one day. yeah man hopefully hopefully that'd be great that'd be great you know so the shop in ventura Mm -hmm. what happened come 2020 2020 i was talking to one of the barbers about buying the shop and he was he was down to buy the shop everything was all good and then boom the pandemic hits and i hit him up like hey bro i go we don't know where we're going um if you still want to buy the shop it's still available you know i lowered the price a little bit and um he's like yeah dude i'm still down i'm still down i was like all right cool you know so he bought the shop and um during the pandemic you know it was a scary time 
but he, he went all in and, and dude's done nothing but great stuff with the shop. He's, he's doing very well now. Mm. Stilo's Barbershop. Shout out to Stilo's Barbershop. Nice. And that's so, the one in Ventura. That's so. Ventura now. Shout out to you, man. That's, that takes balls too. Absolutely, Especially man. in the pandemic. Yeah, that was, that was wild, you know, but I mean, I, I told him it's going to be fine. You know, like you're, you're investing, but the numbers tell the truth. You know, you see the numbers and you know, you're going to be good. Yeah. You know, so he was, he was confident. Uh, his his uh, girl, I don't know if his wife, I think his girl, um, she was with it, you know. And again, that's the hardest one. If you get your wife on board, you know, you, you, you're probably all right. You yeah. Know? And usually when they're against you, they're probably right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't listen is the problem. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, he's he's done very, very well. So, yeah. And now the, the shop in Oxnard, is that still around? That or? one, I sold it to another guy from, from the shop and he took it over. And he ran with it for a couple of years. He switched it around, remodeled, remodeled once or twice. And then um, didn't, it wasn't going as good as it should have been. And then he decided to, to shut it down and his wife took over. They turned it into an eyelash bar, eyebrow oh, eyelash. Gotcha, gotcha. And now they're both doing very successful with that. Oh, very so cool. It's not a barbershop anymore, but he's doing eyebrows, eyelashes. He's doing really great with that now. She's doing really great. She's teaching classes, so... Again, they're successful, which is great. I'm glad here. I'm glad he didn't just go under and they lost. You know what I mean? So they they dug it out of the ground and, and pulled it back up. You know, so good for them. Are those very similar professions? The, I I don't know anything about the eyelashes and eyebrows. I know it's it's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know anything about doing it, but I would imagine it's very similar. Uh, ran the same way the barbershop was ran. You know. Yeah. So after 2020 then then what happened for you so sold the shop and bought a sprinter van mm. bought a mercedes sprinter van and said I'm, I'm going mobile and during the pandemic we didn't have nothing but time you know they shut us down and you know we didn't work for a long time and said okay we're gonna we're gonna work on this this van you know so again working with my kids you know hey this is how you chop wood you know we got the chop saw out and mm. he's chopping wood my wife helped me hang the uh the tongue and groove up on the ceiling with a nail gun. We're up there doing everything, you know, nice. did all the electrical. Um, so basically my family helped me put it all together. And my neighbor across the way, he did the upholstery. Oh, very so cool. So he hooked me up with the upholstery, a guy named uh, Manny from um, uh, Quality Auto Upholstery. Where's that at? Right here on Callens, Callens here in Ventura. Okay. And um, super nice guy. Him and his dad uh, run the shop. So he hooked it up. It looks looks amazing. Nice. Yeah. So it's been it's been so fun, man. Cutting hair out of the van, pulling up different places. I pulled up behind the fairgrounds out at the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, there's usually like a hot dog stand there, like a lady selling smoothies. There was nobody there that day, so I pulled up to cut the guy that runs the little booth where you pay four bucks to go park for the day. Oh, okay. So I pulled up there and he hopped in and I cut him up. Had the door open, and there's people walking by, jogging, exercising. The ocean's right there. It's just like, damn, this is it. You know, this is this is California, right yeah. Here, you know, at its finest. So, I think I saw that video, dude. That did look super right peaceful. On. Yeah, bro. it was it was it was dope. It was really dope. You know? So, how often are you cutting now? So, I cut now in the evenings because okay. I went back to teaching at at uh, Lou Ross, the barber school here. Oh, in okay, very cool. So, I did that like ten years ago for like a year. I quit, went back, did the night class, and then quit that. And then the owner hit me up, "Hey, man, help me out for like seven weeks just to get this class rolling." And I just stuck with it. So it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I do that. And then in the evenings, I go cut hair. And then I was working with my buddy for the last year doing electrical work, started getting into being an electrician. Mm. So I do that. I was doing that three days a week. Then I dropped it down to two days a week. 
so just learning another trade, you know, learning one more thing. And, um, again, it's fun, you know, like I almost stepped completely away from cutting hair Oh wow! just because it got to the point where I was, I was kind of like over it. I've been doing it so long. It's like, man, like there's gotta be something else out there. So I told my buddy, Hey man, if you ever need help with, um, the electrical work, let me know, dude, I'll come help you. Like, you don't even have to pay me. I just want to come learn, you know? And he's like, yeah, I'll hit you up. I'll hit you up. He hit me up three different times. And each time I was on vacation somewhere. Oh, shit. And then the last time he's like, look, bro, he goes, tell me when you can start and you can start that day. And I go, when we get back from vacation this week, I'll start next week. Done. So, you know, learned that whole trade with him. Been with him for like a year. So I've taken the last two months off because of the, the incident at the house. So I miss it, though. But the money is so much better cutting hair versus the electrical work, mm-hmm. you know. So it's hard to take a big hit. But I really enjoy doing the electrical work. You know, it's it's way more labor intensive. You know, I go home super tired. I'm filthy. I'm covered with sawdust, but I feel like I did a bunch of work, mm. you know. So I don't know if it's helping me appreciate barbering more because it's it's easier work, more money versus the the, the labor digging a hole. I mean, sometimes you got to dig a trench, you know, and I'm not a hole digger. You know, what I mean, I don't like using shovels. That's hard work, you yeah. know. So the guys that are doing all this labor work, man shout out to them like you're a different breed for sure you know there's some stuff that we just i'm not made to do yeah and digging is one of them you know for sure do you feel if you stepped away from barbering that um that you would lose some of your identity no not at all not at all not at all mm. okay it seems like it'll be real hard just to stop doing something that you've been doing just to, so to completely long. like like throw my clippers away i think that would be hard i still feel like i do a couple haircuts here and there you know mm. what I mean? but um it would be kind of nice just to change careers though and just see something different you know like completely and then re- again realize that man i miss talking to people you know i miss rather than the same three or four guys on the on the job site doing the electrical work you know hearing the same jokes i'd rather <laughs> you know talk to you like now in the van it's way more it's like a podcast i even told one of my guys man, we should host a podcast in the van. You, you know really I mean? should. Like, how dope would that be? You, you really know? should, dude. And he's like, we should do it. We should do it. Yeah. You know? like, so who knows? You just put up a camera right there, dude, and just have like a lapel mic or something. Yeah. Like, it's not even that big of a deal. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Okay. Like, content is the future, uh-huh. for sure. You know, but when when we were growing up, we had TV you know, one through 13. Yeah. Or if you had money, like up to like the 60s yeah. or something yeah, like we that. Used to, we used to get one through 13 and then there was like 63. Like how <laughs> random was that, right? <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was yeah, like always then, a news station. And then there something. was the zero one where you're just yeah. like, oh shit, it's all titty real quick. Yeah, right. It was, it was green, huh? <laughs> it's a green titty real yeah, quick. Right? Hell yeah. When it froze. It froze just for a second. Like, whoa. Yeah, but now like, I don't even watch TV. Yeah. If I watch anything, it'll just be Netflix yeah. or what have you. So I feel like it's just getting more in more into whatever demographic that you're in. Mm-hmm. So if you're a barber, that's all the content you're going to consume. Yeah. Because if I'm going to watch a TV show, I want to watch a TV show that has barbers yeah. in it. Because yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. You know? So if you had something like that and just had it up and maybe you have fly, five clients throughout the day and mm-hmm. then you just chop it up a little bit and just yeah. make it interesting. Like I could definitely see there yeah. being a value in that. Right on. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, 
I mean, you you have it. Mm-hmm. The being able to have a conversation like that's that's what it is to be a barber. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> definitely. Be able to just pick people's brains and yeah. talk about stuff. There's yeah. there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. So that would be cool, man. It'd be different. Like It'd be a different concept. Sure. You know? Um, so when you decided to to do electrical, what was your motivation for that? Like, what what actually attracted you to that trade? Just something different. I know that electrical is is a great business to be into, mm. and I I had told my wife at one point, being that you know we've we've had business, we've run business. You know, my wife's done her business. Um, I said, how great would it be to start an electrical business? You know, have me put in the time now to become an, an electrician, a licensed electrician. By that time, my 13 year old son would be 18. My 10 year old would be 16, ready to get into it. My daughter could be, you know, in route. So I could have the two laborers, my boys and myself, my daughter doing like the appraisals and my wife doing the books. Mm. And it's, it's a hundred percent family business, all money in, no money out. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. So why pay out other people and just keep it small keep it solid and my wife's like you know that's a great idea she goes but what if the boys don't want to do that mm. you know my oldest son he says he wants to be uh, an engineer mm. since he's been small he's like i want to go to cal poly i want to be an engineer cool man do it my other son said he wants to be a firefighter you know and we were laughing today my daughter what do you want to do she, she swears she wants to be a vet she's five five years old and is going to be a vet i know she's going to do it and um she's like yeah i want to be a singer i want to be a ballet dancer you know be a vet you know she has a couple other things you know but it's so funny but um in my mind the electrical business would be great for the family but my wife kind of said you know what maybe that's not what they want though yeah you're going to plan this whole move and then they're going to go against it and it's going to ruin your whole plan you know and then then what for sure yeah that's true yeah tough no no definitely man the way that the way that you explain it makes so much sense Mm -hmm. but the thing you have to take into consideration is like the the want. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes when the money's coming in, everything's good. Sometimes you're still not fulfilled. Yeah, like, yeah. Damn, this doesn't. I'm not happy mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah. So what are some of the things that that you do? Like, is are there any hobbies that you do that that are just for pure enjoyment? I like fishing. Oh, really? Fishing, yeah. Okay. Fishing's always been fun, been relaxing. Used to go fishing with my dad and my grandpa. Uh, twice a year, we'd go up to like Mammoth up in okay. that area. We go stay up there for a couple of days, and uh, do some freshwater fishing. You know, that was just always relaxing, always fun. Um, I played golf. I've been playing golf since I worked at the golf course forever and I'm still trash, you know? Yeah. Um, no good. Definitely no good. I just like to go out and have fun, you know? But I hear that's such a fun sport. Man. It is. It It is fun. It is fun. Yeah. I went out to um, the one in Ventura and I went with my dad one time. Damn, bro. This shit's like three hours. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I didn't know it was that long yeah. of a game. But I guess that's probably some of the enjoyment to it yeah. as well, right? You just go out and, you know, you get the fresh air. You get the, the drink lady coming around making you drinks or selling you tall cans of Modellos, you know. And it's just about socializing. They say a lot of business gets done on the golf course, mm. you know. You make a lot of contact contacts. Um, you talk a lot of business. You know, nobody out there is listening to what you're talking about. You can speak real freely out there. So mm. it's kind of like that whole thing, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, do you read? I don't, mm. I don't. And I wish I did because my, um, I, I tell my wife all the time with the homeschooling. So me in school, I'm, I'm open a book, 
I'm reading the first page and it says, you know, today this girl went to school and she has Spanish class and then it starts going down the line. And then I'm reading, 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 reading. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, okay, you know, what are we going to have for dinner? Mm. And then I get to the last sentence and I was like, I have no clue what I just read, you know? And as an adult, it's the same exact way, yeah. you know? And I see my son doing the same exact thing. And my wife's like, no, they're going to be strong readers. And I tell her, look, I feel his pain. I know exactly what he's going through because he'll read a chapter and you're like, okay, so tell me what you read. And he's like, I don't know. Let's read it again. I'm going to read it out loud to you this time. All you got to do is pay attention. Still no clue. Mm. It's like, oh man. So I'm not a strong reader at all. I've tried and tried. Uh, the kids bought me the book, The Art of War. Mm. And I said, I'm, I'm going to read this one. I made it like nine pages and it went on the shelf and I, it never came back down. I feel you. you know? What about um, like consuming, like uh, listening to it? Like audiobook? I've tried like and um, I just got to be like, in a room with nothing else going on, I think. If I had the headphones on, like my eyes closed, and I could just concentrate, I think I could do that. Got you. I could do that. You know, one I would definitely recommend um, would be a Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that I've heard of that before. one before. Yeah. Um, I actually listened to the audio book. Okay. On that, one. that was the first audio book I ever did. Okay. And um, it brought so much value, man. And, okay. it, and it really reminds me of that the guy that didn't share the knowledge mm -hmm. with you um basically was is the this friend or this guy he has a friend and the friend's dad is the rich dad okay and his dad is the poor dad okay and it's not even have anything to do with finances it's okay. about the quality of your thoughts you have rich thoughts or you have poor thoughts you gotcha know? and the uh the the poor dad went to college, had a career and everything, but the way that he lives is is like a poor mentality. Okay. You know, and then the rich dad, the way he lives is, you know, looking at everything as either, is this a liability or is this, um, or is this an asset? I got you. And he just breaks down so many examples. And uh, just saying about like buying property, mm -hmm. you know, saying there's, uh, in Arizona, there's six, uh, uh, six, six unit, building mm -hmm. is going for 40,000 at this time earlier or whatever, but it was like, say four, say 400,000. Okay. You know, say $400,000. I need 40,000 down on mm -hmm. it. Uh, I borrowed the 40,000 and I had to pay each month. I had to pay what have you, you okay. know, but in, in, uh, in when you have that 40,000 paid off, everything else is now an investment. Yeah. So that turns into a hundred percent of an asset. Got you. So with that money that's coming in from that, that's going and paying for the mortgage mm -hmm. of the, of the units. Yeah. And once once you have the deed, once everything's paid off, that is a complete asset. Got it. So every money that's coming in is just straight into the asset mm -hmm. column. So then when you're gonna when you're gonna buy your nice car or what have you, that's how you do those things. Got it. So when you say, okay, well, I want to have a Lamborghini. Yeah. Okay. Cool. How much is a Lamborghini a month? This is going to be 3000 bucks. Okay, so I have to figure out how to make $3,000 that's going to come in that I don't have to do anything to make it come in. Got it. It made so much sense okay. when the guy was breaking it down. You know, and you just start with, with small assets. Yeah. Maybe like um, a vending machine, yeah. ATM, something like that. Something that doesn't take a lot of mm -hmm. effort for you. 
and then soon you'll get to the level where you're you're buying property and then you have a good relationship with a property manager yeah, yeah. And, and you're done you yeah. don't have to do anything with that and you just keep stacking and i'm sure that that's how that guy got yeah to the hundred sure. unit buildings and you just keep growing and growing yeah um but if nobody passes that knowledge on to you yeah how do you even buy a house? Yeah. You know what sure, I mean? For sure. If, if you don't even know anybody who's who's bought a house before, yeah. like, what the hell? How do I do yeah, this? Yeah, for sure. And then that even comes, like, how am I ever even going to do that? I'm yeah. not going to buy a house. What? Yeah. And this time, I'm yeah. never going to own a house. I'm going to rent forever. Yeah. But then think 10 years from now, you're going to be saying, man, I should have bought two houses. For sure. You know? With that mentality, you're right. You, you should. You're going to be a renter forever. Yes. Yes. And the good thing about mentality is, is you can always change it. Always change it. You know, and you yeah. you can grow and, and that book definitely helped me out mm-hmm. a lot. That book, uh Forty Eight Laws of Power. Okay. Um that that's a great one as well. I actually read that one, which was torture, bro, because it was like Damn, okay. Like Bible joint, small font and yeah, everything. Yeah, for sure. But that that basically breaks down forty eight laws powerful people live by Mm -hmm. you know and it's like one of them is like um don't ever go past past the goal of success Mm -hmm. so say if your success is okay i want to win i want to have i want to get to this level Mm -hmm. when you reach that level okay that goal has been done because if 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 you keep doing more or you're you're like messing up the whole plan and it's not gonna work out you know so it's almost like greed. For sure. Greed, greed is going to ruin everything. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Um, but yeah, ever since I discovered the audiobooks, I'm like, man, I'm, not, I'm not reading no more. What were these? Huh? <laughs> Back in high school. Yeah. So much easier. You know, speaking of, of trying to make money, like they say, make money while you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, if you could make money while you're sleeping, you'll be successful. Your business, you're making money while you're sleeping. And that's amazing. You know, um, before here, we were at the bank. Mm-hmm. We just started an LLC. Um, we're trying to do multiple businesses now, but the first one we're starting is a candle company, oh, right? Wow. So it's going to be the kids candle company. So the whole thing behind the candle company is the kids are making it. They're going to learn how to extract oils from flowers. It's going to be like all green. They're going to make the candles. And I said, all we got to do is make like 50 candles of this flavor, this four different flavors, make them all in a weekend, store them back to social media, For put, sure. put the kids Hey, this is our company. The reason we're doing this is because we're homeschooled and we want to be world schooled. Mm. So put the kids behind the concept. And by buying the candle, you're funding these kids to travel the world and learn different cultures, different things. So by doing that, we're going to pay for the traveling Mm. for the kids to learn. You know, let's go to Thailand. Okay, our goal is we need to sell 500 candles and we could go to Thailand for a month. So put it on there. This is what we're trying to do. And then when we go to Thailand, we're going to have to post pictures, but it's going to be a, a social media just for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the goal. We want to world school the kids. We want them to learn the experiences of everything. My wife always says about our daughter, I don't want some bum to show up and be, hey, let me take you to, to Vegas for the weekend. Let me show you a good time. Like Vegas. Like, I'll what? take you to vacation. I'll go you to know, Vegas. Yeah, right. Or let's go to Miami for the weekend. No, take me to, to Spain. You know, yeah. like I want to be impressed. Let's, let's see Spain. You yeah. Know? Don't take me to, to, to Collins. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me something good. So that's like what we're trying to instill in the kids in their mindset. Like, you know, we 
we, we need to, we need to be well-rounded as a family. We need to understand all the cultures. You know, my wife's big on, on languages, you know, um, she wants to, to the kids to learn Portuguese, you know, because it's something different. You know, my daughter's godfather's from Brazil and she's like, you know, we should learn the language, you know, we should learn Spanish. We should learn Portuguese. She speaks uh, Balinese because mm. she lived in Bali. Um, just different languages. Like you should learn that, you yeah. know, we went on a cruise, the carnival cruise, the little four day one, mm-hmm. this is right. So coming back from, from the cruise, they stopped the cruise behind us and quarantined them. That's like how close we oh, were to the pandemic. Damn. Yeah, it was wild. So then they kept them for like two weeks on the boat, you know, and oh, I remember that. Yeah. Dude. I would have died. in oh, that Oh my God. So, and we were only there for like four days. So that was something, but my wife said she's big on like respect for people. And, you know, on the cruise, there's people from all around the world that are working. So there's the hot dog stand, you know? So, Hey, I'm gonna wait in line and get some hot dogs. So my wife says, here's the rule. She goes on this cruise. I want you to learn how to say thank you and good morning or a couple different phrases in three different languages. And at the end of the trip, I want everybody to tell us, right? So I get in line at the hot dog stand, right? And I'm going to get five hot dogs, you know, one for all of us. So I'm waiting in line and the guy's kind of like, he's kind of like pissed, but he's working, you know, he's making his hot dogs and everybody's being like rude to him. It comes to me and the guy's an Indian guy, right? And I told him, I says, hey man, I go, I go, I like your, your Bengal, his bracelet, right? And he, he looks and he goes, oh no, he goes, this is a bracelet, it's not a Bengal. I go, oh, I'm sorry. I go, I go, I, I have a friend who's, um, he's from uh, India. And I thought he said it was a bangle. He goes, no, nah. he goes, women wear bangles. He goes, men wear bracelets. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. I go, man, my bad. And then I go, where are you from? And he goes, oh, I'm from India. And I told him, uh, yeah, my friend, you know, he works over here at the gas station. I'm telling him like stories. He told me about India and how he played hockey. And we're like broing down at the hot dog stand, you know? And I go, hey, how do you say good morning in, in your language? And he told me, and I was like, okay. So I said it back to him and it's like, okay, cool. We got my five hot dogs, right? I threw him two bucks for a tip and we walked off. Didn't say nothing to anybody. So the next morning we're walking by and I see him and I say, hey, from across the way. And I, I said it in his language and he looks at me and smiles and he laughs and he waves and he says it again. And then later on, like two hours later, we're walking back and I go, hey, I'm gonna grab some hot dogs again for us, you know? So I go, I'm back in line. He sees me in the back of the line and he, he like waves to me and he's like, like, forget the line. You know what I mean? And I come walking right to the front and there's five hot dogs right there. Slid <laughs> Dude's the homie now. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, this is great. So I tipped him again, you know, and it's cool. But like how many people, again, showing the respect to people that are working. We're here on vacation. They're working. You know what I mean? They're basically working for us, but that doesn't mean they're below us. Yeah. For you know sure. what I mean? Greet the guy. You know, ask him something about where he's from. Ask him how he likes working on this ship. You know, nobody likes to work, but you know, if you could be cool for a minute, be cool for a minute. Yeah. Then the next day you see the dude shoots me five hot dogs on, on the low, you know, forget the line. It's like, damn, that's what's up. You know, Yeah. which it, it, it always feels good to treat people good. Mm-hmm. And it feels nice when there's some kind of benefit to of it course. sometimes yeah. too, man. You know? And even if there wasn't, it'd still be cool. For J- sure. Just acknowledging me, you know, and saying like, hey, good morning back, you know? For sure. I, I feel like that's that's a gift from the universe mm-hmm. whenever things like that happen. Yeah. You know, um, there's uh, one time I was at, a, what is it, Big Lots? And mm-hmm. I'm with, my, with them, my wife and my daughter. My, my daughter picks up a little car. It was random because it was just like a... It wasn't in the car section. It was just on the okay. shelf or something. She grabs it. 
I'm like, oh shit, that's my car. It was the same exact BMW oh, no that way. I have. That's I'm like, funny. oh, that's sick. And I'm like, man, I want to buy it for her. And I look, it's like 10 bucks. Okay. There's those little ones that you pull back and yeah. it goes. And then we go to the register and some young kid, young Mexican kid. Oh, what's up, man? How's it going? You know, just showing him a little love. I'm like, hey, bro, can you tell me how much this is? My daughter grabbed it. I don't know. I think it was like a dollar or something. Just like joking. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, dollar fifty. I was like, yeah. I was like, right, thanks, bro. I appreciate that. that. Yeah, you're for sure. For <laughs> you know, because sure. it's like, dude. Some sometimes all people want is just to feel noticed. Yeah, man. yeah. Because those the the jobs that they're they're working, dude. It's not enjoyable. Yeah, we know it's not enjoyable. Yeah. These people aren't having fun working at office max yeah. or what have you but they're just doing what they have to do yeah you show them a little love man like feel get them through the day yeah that's all it is you know? it's so crazy you see people on on instagram you know going through mcdonald's and people climbing through the windows and wanting to fight the people behind there. man that's not going to get your food any quicker it's not going to do anything for you man just chill out and what's going on with you that you're going to snap and jump through the window through the window what are you thinking yeah. about like what's going on you got to evaluate what you got going yeah, on at yeah, home. Yeah, it's bigger than some fries for, for sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, and that's the way that I try to think about things now, man, especially mm-hmm. like some of you give me attitude or road rage or yeah. something like that. Like I'm always quick, ready to snap, yeah. and I need to be that person. Like, yo, I know whatever this dude's mad at is not because of me. Yeah, yeah. Something else is going on yeah. with him. I remember there was one time I was at um, Topper in Channel Islands by the harbor. Mm-hmm. It was for um, my son's birthday, and my wife was there earlier setting up, and she had one of those things from like Party City, like the it's like the the balloon, the the, the helium yeah, one, yeah. The, but yeah, it's yeah. like the little ones. Yeah, you just buy them and then throw them away yeah. after, or recycle them or whatever. And then I, I guess it fell, and it didn't do nothing. It just fell, but like some like ghetto people next to her said something, and then they're just like staring damn bro whatever dude. so i get there and i'm kind of she already told me what was going on so i'm evaluating the situation mm-hmm. it's this family they're having like a little birthday party and it's like some like homie essay fool mm-hmm. and they're just looking and i'm like yo bro we're just trying to have a party dude it's all good yeah you fucking watch that shit i'm like bro it's nothing dude so he's kind of like whatever i'm like he's like well, what's up i'm like well, we can go talk outside or what you know dude like you're you're just you what are you tripping about you know yeah yeah he's there with his kids are there his girl the family whatever yeah yeah we get 10 feet away from him energy changes Mm -hmm. because he has to wear that yeah he has to be that dude yeah you know and i'm like hey look bro we're just here it's a birthday dog we're just trying to have well i'm here too i'm like well, I'm sure on your kid's birthday, he ain't trying to deal with this shit. And yeah. I ain't trying to deal with this yeah. shit either, bro. It's all good, man. Let's just, you know, and just yeah. calm down. Who knows what the fuck that dude has to go through. Yeah. Where every day he's on. On defense. Yeah. On, on all day. I'm like, damn, man. Like, even though you're lame, bro, like, I yeah. feel bad for yeah, you, right? dog. You shouldn't have to live like that. Yeah. Where every day you're just ready. Who's disrespecting me? I'm like, yeah. Who even worried about yeah, you yeah didn't like, even notice you, you know? i didn't even notice you just chill out dude you know but people are just so so wound yeah. up like, i was driving here in ventura man you know where spencer mckenzie's is yeah i was pulling off of that little side road trying mm. to get onto thompson and i'm looking there's cars coming every direction i was just like man i just gotta pull out you yeah. know and i had the kids in the car so 
I look and I was like, okay, now's my chance. So I pull out and I pull out, you know, as quick as I can. And this van pulls up and just ah, honking the horn, just laying on the horn. And I was like, oh shit, I'm in the middle. So I move, he goes around me, he flips me off. He cuts in front of me and he wants to get like on the freeway right there. So he stops like in the turn lane. So I'm like this fool, all that, you know? So I pull up next to him. There's no cars ahead of me. And there's a cop like three cars ahead of me. I roll my window down. I tell the dude, roll your window down. So the guy looks at me. He's all worked up. I says, hey, man. I go, don't ever do that again. I said, first of all, I got my kids in the car. Second of all, you hunk your horn at like that. You made me panic. Okay. I says, all you're doing is making the situation way worse. If you would have slowed down, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. I says, don't ever disrespect me or anybody else like that again. And I said, you could have caused a huge problem. And I, I talked to him in, in that tone right there. And the dude said, he looked at me and goes, you know what, man? He goes, you're right. He goes, I apologize. And I was like, damn. I says, you have a good day, bro. Yeah. He's like, you too. And we both drove off. But I was like, man, like, I don't know what he was going through, but I knew that he shook me up though, man. Cause like we legit almost crashed mm. and, and it made me even feel worse. Cause I had the kids in the car. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, F this dude. So I pulled up on him and, and I was just like, I, I'm going to tell him something. I'm going to see what he, what he, what he said, yeah. you know, but he came off like kind of chill. So I was like, okay. And there's a cop right there. You know what I mean? You can't be too much of a wildcat. Yeah. So I was like, damn, okay, cool. You know, like I respect that. So, yeah. And maybe he respects me for that too. You know, who knows? Not so. for sure, man. Um, tell me about the Tesla story, dude, with the guy that oh, had this. That, that was <laughs> what funny, was that bro? all about? So yeah, man, it was <laughs> it was so funny because I feel like I was judging the guy because we're sitting there. Me and my daughter, we went to the Nike outlet, mm-hmm. and um, we were returning some shoes. So we walked back out to the car, and I was backed in, and I see this dude with a Tesla, and I could just see like his body language, like he opens his trunk and he's got like new shoes and he's like putting on the new shoes and he has the box. And I'm like, this fool's going to throw his trash on the ground. You know, like I just feel it. Like I need to film this dude. So I start filming him <coughs> and I'm, I'm watching and my daughter and my phone has like a neon green case on it. So like, if you look up, you're going to see it, you know, yeah. I mean? it's not like it was clear, like a black one. So I'm just filming and the dude like, he did exactly what I thought. He takes his shoes. He puts his like old shoes in the car, in the trunk, puts his new ones on and then like takes the box and like puts it on the ground. And I'm like, oh, you're a scumbag. you yeah. know. And then he looks at me and he sees the phone and he realized like, oh, damn, like I think this dude's filming. Because mm. the way I'm holding the phone is like on the dash. You yeah. Know what I mean? So he was probably like either he's doing a selfie or he's filming. Who knows? But like you see the guy in the video panic. And he grabs his keys like he's going to open the door. But you don't use your keys to open a Tesla door, yeah. right? You just walk up to it. So he's like panicked. He froze and he looked. And I was like, I just got to hit him up, you know? <laughs> so then I roll up on him. And I was like, hey, bro, don't forget to pick up your trash. And he's like, um, he goes, yeah, I am. And I go, yeah, keep polluting or something like that. I go, you're driving a Tesla, you're saving the world, keep polluting. <laughs> And he goes, he goes, yeah, he's a go, go get some McDonald's, you fat boy or something like fat fuck, something like that. And the funny thing was we just had McDonald's before. I had had rappers in the car. And if I was any quicker, if I had a free hand, I could have been like, thanks, bro. But already did. you know. So it was so funny that he said that. And then uh, we drove off and I was laughing and my daughter, she didn't know what's going on. So we drive off. Well, the dude actually followed me all the way, like in front of all the, 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 um, the, the outlets right there mm-hmm. 
And then we get up and we're getting ready to like both turn like over the freeway to get on the freeway. Yeah. And he's sitting right next to me and his windows are super dark. But I'm like, yeah, you know, we're car men. Like, are you dogging me through your tinted windows? You know, so I roll the window down. I just look and I'm just shaking my head like, man, I should be filming again. But he didn't roll his window down. He didn't mm. say anything. He just left. And I was like, I wonder if he actually like saw it or anybody saw him on there and like busted him. Yeah. And like... I'm not, I've never gone viral on anything, but this thing had like 15,000 views. Like it went from like 800 views and somebody forwarded it, you know, with a little airplane, you know, to somebody or, sure. or reposted or did something. And then I woke up in the morning and bro, there was like 15,000 views on it. Shut like, up. Whoa, oh, man, shit. this is crazy. I'm like, the guy's <laughs> going to see it, you know? And I was like, I never heard anything oh, else from man. it though, but I, I laughed at that one. Another one I just, I just put up was, uh, some people driving in the rain. They had a Mustang convertible. I saw and they that. Had the top down. Like, yeah. what, what are you guys doing? You know, like, <laughs> they got their windshield wipers on, and I'm following them on the freeway. I get off the freeway, and they're sitting there and they're bumping music. And I was like, man, you're either on a sick one or, or, no, or that's it. Broken. That's the only. That's the only. <laughs> that, that's oh, it. This right. is a sick one, right? I was gonna tag food gone wild. I should have. So funny. I feel bad posting stuff like that because, like, I've always said, like, oh, man, I don't want it to come back to the shop, you know, like, yeah. busting somebody's balls like that. But it's almost like, who cares, you know, at this point? Like, just put it out there and it's for a laugh, you know? Have you gotten into, like, real altercations? Um, not for social media, but we've we've had crazy incidences at the shop, you know, both, mm. both shops um, from uh, <laughs> one client was just talking about, yeah, man, he goes... Um, I just picked up an uh, an AK-47. I'm like, oh, nice. He goes, yeah. He goes, I'll bring it in and show you guys. We're like, all right, whatever. Didn't think nothing of it. Finished cutting the guy's hair. He jams. Ten minutes later, the guy walks back in the shop, and he's carrying a duffel bag. And I look like, oh, shoot. Dude might have this AK in the bag, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> he, he opens the bag, and we had... 10 waiting chairs and, and a couch in the middle. Remember the shop that there was like five and five with the, with the old leather yeah, couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every chair was full and there was people sitting like on the couches too, right? And <laughs> the barbershop, four chairs, everybody cutting. So eight and I don't know, 20, 20 people plus in there. He pulls out this AK, boom, out of the bag. And he's standing like right by the front door, right next to me. And I was like, whoa, 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 like that. And he's like, check it out. And boom, he cocks it. Okay. Clack, clack. And I was like, whoa, he points it at the, the, the people waiting. There's like kids, women, you know, dads. And he makes a sound ah, da, 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 da. and he goes down the line like he's spraying everybody. And everybody's like in the chair, like ducking. And I was like, oh, my God. And I'm like, bro, you got to stop. You got to stop. He takes the clip out and he pops out a bullet. Right. So I don't know if it was completely loaded or not, but I mean, he cocked it. He pulls a bullet out of the magazine and he's like, does anybody want a souvenir? He goes down the line to give people a, a live bullet from his ak bro you gotta go he packs it up and he jams and i was like oh the cops are coming for sure somebody's gonna call the cops never came though but bro that one had my heart going you know did you know the dude yeah he'd been coming in for a while but he, he, he used to drink a lot though so oh, i don't know shit. if he was just you know on a yeah. good one and he just got pumped up and i was like dude we just can't talk to that guy ever again about a gun you know that's the worst thing we could do yeah there was there was some some a lot of fights between customers you know really a lot of them had respect though they would they wouldn't fight in the shop they'd For go sure. back and then usually one would come back all dusted up or or neither of them would come back you know yeah pretty wild man good good times <laughs> okay we had one lady uh she used to she used to go to the bar she was like the the bar lady like 
hang out at the bar all night. I don't know if she was a prostitute or what she was, but uh, she would come in the shop and she would always show us her tits. Like oh, just random. She'd walk in and be like, hey, guys, like, hey, <laughs> thanks, you know, send her on her way. So one day she comes in again, shop packed full of people. And we had the front windows that were tinted like like a mirror. So you couldn't you couldn't really see. Yeah. Them. But when the sun was setting over the base, the sun would come in so bright. It was like the mirror didn't affect you. But if you're standing right there, you could see it. You could see the person on the side of the window. So um, the lady walks in random and, you know, close the door behind her. And she was like, hey, and she in the window picks up her shirt and she's like shaking her tits in the window. Right. And it goes down the line and she's like showing everybody in the waiting chair, showing everybody. Right. She walks out of the shop. Okay, she put fixes her shirt. She walks out and goes into the bar, and we're like, "Damn, that's wild!" Everybody's laughing, you know, having a good time. The front door swings open, and it's it's a mom, right? And she points at her son, right, like that. And we're like, "Oh shit!" She was parked right in front of the shop, so the front window was like <laughs> like, like six feet away from her, and she sees the lady pull her tits out, and like, "Oh, dude!" So the the mom takes the kid hop in the car boom they take off and i was like oh my god you know again cops are gonna come you know never came so a week later uh the kid comes in for for a haircut again right and i was like hey bro i go whatever happened i go was your mom pissed he goes oh dude she was super pissed he goes my dad's bringing me for the haircut now <laughs> and i was like no way he goes yeah she you know she won't let me come here no more I'm like oh man dude i'm so sorry like it shouldn't have happened he goes, oh, no, it's okay. And I go, what did she say? She goes, right when I got home, she told me, you're going to call your dad and tell him what happened. He's like, oh. So he calls his dad. And he's like, dad, you know, I was at the barbershop. And some lady we didn't know, you know, she exposed herself to everybody. And mom came in. She was pissed. And he's like, well, where's this barbershop at? <laughs> he said, because I'm going to start going there. <laughs> so the kid didn't get in trouble, right? And then the dad ended up starting to come get his haircut. Ended up being real, real cool, dude. <laughs> So, uh, did his dad get to see some titties? No, unfortunately, oh, he didn't. He didn't. Shit. It was just random, random stuff like that. It was always something wild, you know. Every Friday night, Sea Rounders right next door to the bar. Yeah, fights in the front. Just it was just so wild, man. It was like the Wild West right there. <laughs> totally different from Ventura. None of that stuff in Ventura, you know. Culture, bro. Yeah, Oxnard's yeah. got its culture, dude. Yeah, yeah. For good or bad, it definitely yeah. does. <laughs> We actually had a, a a guy got stabbed in Ventura though. Oh wow! Um, that was that was unfortunate how that happened. Uh, it was just an altercation between this guy and uh, like the barbers. He came in shooting his mouth off about something, and then the car wash guy was there, and he tried to like calm it down. And then this guy attacked the car wash guy, and the car wash guy ended up stabbing him. The the guy coming in caused the problem. So I was down in San Diego on our way back from San Diego from my my stepson's graduation from the military. Mm. And we stopped in T.O. I have an ice cream at the at the mall. And I get the phone call. Hey, man, you got to get down here. He goes, there was a stabbing. Um, the cops are here. They all want to talk to you. I'm like, I'm not even there. What do they got to talk to me for? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you guys can handle this. So I'm like, all right, man. I go, I'm, I'm on my way. So we drove from T.O. to there real quick. We get there. It's all taped off. They won't let no cars out of the parking lot. So all the other businesses, their cars are stuck. So it was just an altercation. The guy was kicking the car wash guy on the ground. Car wash guy stabbed him. So they ended up arresting the car wash guy, you know, for, for assault with a deadly weapon or attempted murder or something. But they dropped everything because yeah. it was self-defense. So that was that was pretty hectic, man. Like, And then, again, the landlord, I had to call the landlord and tell him, like, hey, man, we had a, we had an issue down here. And he's like, okay, 
He goes, yeah, I already heard. So the other people called mm-hmm. the landlord, mm-hmm. and I was like, man. So we had to clean up. The fire department didn't clean up any of the blood, so we had to come out the next day, and we had to, like, bleach the parking lot in the front the back, oh, pressure wow. washed everything, cleaned everything. And the, the landlord thanked me. He's like, hey, thanks for handling everything the way you did. He goes, I feel like you handled it very well. You know, Even on social media, I put a post, like, um, people, you know, everybody understands that there was an incident because it came out of the newspaper and everything, oh, you know. Okay. And I was like, there was an incident here, you know, with our barbers. All of our barbers are safe. Everything's good. There was an incident, you know, but you know what? Tomorrow, back to business as usual, you know, yeah. like everything's okay. So everything flowed from that. Everybody says, oh, you know, anytime you're in the news, good media, bad media is good media. It's true, but I felt like nothing good could come from that, you know, but yeah. it, it didn't really bite us in the ass. I think everybody kind of just like swept it under the rug, you know. Yeah, probably on how you handle things, yeah. too. One person commented, again, the comments eat me up. Somebody says, oh, yeah, you know, they're from Oxnard. They should probably go back to Oxnard. Mm. And that was the only one that bugged me, and I felt like kind of going in on that one. But I left it, and a lot of more people were like, yeah, we're from Oxnard. They're from Oxnard. But you know what? They handle they handle business correct, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, I feel that, dude. I feel like Oxnard has a, it has a stigma Absolutely. to it. And even though it does... It's still, uh, it, it's like, I could say these things because I I grew up there. Mm-hmm. I lived that life. I know it. You've never been there. You can't, yeah. you can't yeah. speak on it. Yeah. You can't speak on it because you, it's because you think that you know something, but no, you really don't. Like, mm-hmm. There's, uh, although there is a lot of like bad seeds, mm-hmm. even though they are, dude, like I've never felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I just know how to treat people. Yeah. You know, and I know when I see somebody and I know that they have that look on them, like, all right, I don't see you. Yeah. Stay away. <laughs> I'm doing my yeah. own thing. Yeah. And they understand that I understand. So we have an understanding yeah. without having to speak to each yeah. other. Yep. You know, and you know, I'll see somebody and they're they they have that look. Yeah. You know, what's up, man? How's it going? Yeah. That's it. That's it. Show Keep respect. Going. That's it. Keep it going. Yeah. You know? And that's uh that's one thing that's definitely helped me out mm-hmm. in life a lot, especially like traveling outside yeah of oxnard like always on a swivel always you always, always got your guard up oh you know but you're, you're not you're not opposed to putting your guard down to acknowledge people like for sure you know let them know hey i'm cool but it, it's i'm not that good. cool but i'm cool you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean yeah so. but nowadays like shit's got even crazy like, mm-hmm. i don't even like driving to uh to la yeah anymore oh like, it's so crazy out there like we stopped for gas one night and and my wife's like, we gotta get gas. Okay, well, pull off right here. It was right there by uh, like Capitol Records. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pull off and boom! It was the the craziest homeless camp I ever seen. It's so sad, bro, to see this. Like, how is it getting this bad? Like, yeah. how are how are we not doing anything? You know? Yeah. I understand a lot of them don't want help, but there's got to be some kind of option here. You know, we got to do something. We got to do better than what we're doing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it could yeah. be. Um, the the homeless problem. It's not a benefit for people to fix it mm-hmm. because if you fix it, then you're not making those salaries. True. You know, the the budget grows because the problem grows. Yeah. And the budget grows and you're pay your your the money that you make. Like there's a lot of people that are making a lot of money mm-hmm. off of the the homeless issue. Yeah. You know, so if that issue's fixed, they're not gonna make that money. Yeah. Just the same as a far pharmaceutical company. Yeah. They're they're not gonna give you anything that's gonna fix your illness, yeah, yeah. even if they have they can. Yeah, 
it's just it's just a hustle you have to look at everything everything's like, like that. why am i gonna fix this problem no dude i'm not gonna give you tires that are gonna last you forever yeah for sure no no tire company is ever gonna do that yeah because why would we do that yeah. you know that's like you giving haircuts and be like dude i give you this haircut and i'll use a solution and it's gonna stay like that for a year yeah what the fuck yeah, yeah. you just lost out on 25 cuts yeah, or what yeah. have you but see the crazy thing is that tire company would would take over the game but and you would sell your tires to everybody in the world one time yeah right because they're gonna last forever so you're gonna make all your money real quick but the the small companies are gonna kill you they're gonna take you out for sure they're gonna end that company real fast because they want to sell their still so it's janky the way the government is 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 playing this whole thing you know if you look at everything if you look at politics if you look mm-hmm. at the government pharmaceutical all that if you look at that with that mentality mm-hmm. which is the same shit yeah they're trying to make money they're trying to make profit it's astronomical yeah. levels yeah. but it's still the same game it is so what are they gonna do the person that's making us look bad we're gonna make them look even worse, even worse. yep we're gonna Absolutely. bring up whatever dirt yeah. everybody has dirt everybody you know and especially if that dirt is about the, the has something to do with whatever that time is, mm-hmm. whether it, it's the whatever uh, LGBTQ. Yeah. If you said something in the past, like you're done, you're son. done, you're, you're done. done. They're then, bringing up Twitter stuff from 15 years ago. And know? then that fight that you were that good fight that you had. No, nah, it's done. It doesn't with, count. Yeah. You know? They try to do that with Rogan, man. Rogan oh, was just yeah. coming out with great, great like information for people and saying like, mm-hmm. look. You need to get vitamin D. You need to start exercising, eating right. Yeah. Like things that it should be. Yeah. That that they should be telling us, you know. And then they put him on CNN. They they doctor the video when he got COVID. Yeah. They made him look like yellow. Uh huh. And he put the original video next to the CNN video, and it's like, damn. But I yeah. think that they that that like the mainstream media, they they're already fucked up. Yeah. Like everybody knows the game now. Yeah. So. They're gonna have to dial it back, mm-hmm. and they're gonna have to get more towards the the center of things. Yeah, um, because if that goes, there goes their advertising. Yeah. There yeah. goes everything. Everything, and it's a business. It's all money. It's all money. You got to figure out how you're gonna make this business keep running. Yeah. So if it was running because we were talking shit about Trump, and now we got to talk shit about Biden, so, so be fucking be yeah. it. As long as we get these advertisers. Yeah. That's it. And when you realize that, then it makes you look at things with a with a with like more of like maybe the world isn't so bad. Yeah. After all, outside because because we're so taught that the United States is the strongest, the best place to live. Is it really the best place to live? Is it yeah. really the best place to? Yeah. Do right. I don't know. You know, you get outside of here and, and things are pretty nice. Mm-hmm. You know, people treat you good. Everybody says Mexico City, man, it's it's wild, bro. You're gonna get killed there. We went there for four days. We walked. We have friends that moved down there. We went visited them, and then we walked back to our Airbnb at twelve thirty at night. The kids are running down the, the sidewalk. They're parkouring off the walls. <laughs> and you know, and and they say the biggest thing is you're gonna step in in some dog poop. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, and yeah, this is the nicer part of Mexico City. We're not in the hood, but hey, if I'm gonna rob somebody, I'm gonna go to the nice area. I'm not gonna go to the hood to rob somebody. You know. Yeah. And here we are. We're having a great time. You know. We're eating everywhere. Walking everywhere didn't feel threatened one time yeah you know it's so weird but you you tell people oh we're going to mexico city on vacation oh be careful be careful man the cartel's gonna kidnap you when you, you know? said it that's the first thing that came to my yeah. mind but that's what everybody tells you yeah and then you know you ask my, my friend that lives down there you say hey man how has it been right now because i heard the cartels are taking over the airport he goes bro he goes it's not even like that 
it's media's pumping it up for sure. You know, it's not like that. It's yeah, it's a little bit, but it's nothing like what they're saying. Yeah, you know? no, so for it's crazy, sure. man. It it really makes you think that they're they're scaring you to to step outside of the box, you know, to go anywhere else. You know, who knows what's really going on? Yeah, I don't know what's going on in Ukraine. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in Russia. No, nope. I don't trust anybody no and i don't trust what they're telling me because they've lied so many times yeah. you know i'm a grown-ass fucking man yeah. dude yeah you lie to me once i'm gonna question everything everything after, everything after that oh, there's dude. so much money that they keep sending to ukraine for what why you know millions and billions you know they, they just said they're gonna shoot another like 25 million or billion bill billion, billion right? for sure and and what's the reason and people are saying oh we got like labs over there that we're trying to protect that if we find out what's in those labs it's going to be real shady you know hey i believe it yeah you know why else would we be protecting ukraine you know for sure but there's so much funny stuff man I, like i'm not a conspiracy theorist but but I, I i like reading stuff i like doing my own little research for instance the moon landing mm -hmm. you know? like that's so suspect to me, for sure you know to see that the thing they say landed is made out of like tent sticks and aluminum foil and like got cardboard paper on the walls. Like that didn't make it through, you know, that didn't land. That didn't make it back. Especially if you start to think about where, where the world was at that time. Yeah. And technology space race. Yeah. And, you know, of course it made sense. Whoever made it there first is going to be the more dominant yeah. country. Yeah. Um, the the physics of it, just watching the videos, speeding it up. Yeah. The boots not matching. The boots don't match. Like, the the print, fuck, yeah. Dude? There's, there's a lot of stuff, man. And it, you question it. And then now, like, uh, Buzz Aldrin, they have him on interviews, and, and he's, like, a little girl says, hey, what's the what's the, the most memorable thing about the moon landing? And he said that it didn't happen, or he said something off the wall. And then he said, you know, oh, you didn't watch it on TV? That was all, um, like, mm. like staged, basically. Mm. So it's, it's weird, man. Like, is it really going to come out? I hope it does. I yeah. hope it does, because that would be, like, the biggest curtain pull of all time like pulling the curtain back on the wizard of oz remember the wizard of oz when they pulled it back on him and he's in there he's turning the wheel yeah that's what it would be like and it'd be like man good finally you yeah know? the the way that i see it is that even since like maybe 2010 mm -hmm. right that wasn't that long ago mm -hmm. but technology's advanced probably 50 years yes from then yeah you know so I feel like it's Pandora's box, bro. They can't contain it. Mm -hmm. So the way that they thought that they were going to control things in the 60s, 70s, 80s, no one's ever going to find out about it. How yeah. are they going to know? Yeah. They didn't expect technology. Yeah. They didn't expect social yep. media. They didn't expect us being able to FaceTime with somebody in Africa right now yeah. if we wanted to. Yeah. yeah. You know, so information is coming in from so many places. And you're like, wait, no. Yeah. Well, you said that didn't really ever happen. Yeah. So I, uh, my, my feeling... Is that like the the 2020 COVID, all that, it was the beginning of the end of mm -hmm. life that we knew it. Yeah. And then I feel like we're going to end up in the future. We're going to end up in a more pure place knowing that what what's real, what's not, mm -hmm. why they did those. Those those dudes are 70, 80 in, in government right now. They're out, dude. Yeah, yeah. Things are going to start changing. Yeah. The world that we know it and that we grew up with, it's over. Yeah. But yeah. that doesn't mean that the world in the future is going to be a worse place. Mm -hmm. It's just change. Yeah. People don't like change. Yeah. But like, we need to know that shit. We need to know what really happened yeah. on 9-11. Yes. 
we need to know these things yeah. for for history so we don't do them again yeah we need to know what happened in world war ii mm-hmm. we need to know all of these things what happened to hitler we need to know all of this yeah. shit you yeah. know we need to know that like people listening that when we when we won the war we took scientists and created nasa yes so nasa scientists were german nazis yeah it's fact yeah you know and we need to know all of these things that we're not as clean cut and dry as we make ourselves seem yeah for sure for sure and those are a lot of topics that people do not want to talk no about. they're scared to talk about that for sure because it'll, it'll shake up their foundation yeah. like damn. everything that they've known and been taught forever that they're teaching their kids now for the sure. history books look at all the statue they've been tearing down like everything that they've been telling us is this 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 and this even thanksgiving you know saying that it's it's indigenous people day now mm-hmm. it's not thanksgiving you mm-hmm. know the, you know it's just everything's making sense it's all coming to to life like you could see what it is now, hey as know? it should bro yeah because i remember columbus was a man and i used to yeah. color him and i was yeah. like fuck yeah look at my columbus uh-huh. dude not knowing what him and his people did yeah to the indigenous people exactly and, and then now, people, and now we know and it's like man i don't want to teach my kids that yeah you for know? sure i don't want my kids learning mm-hmm. that shit yeah and you say that your 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 kids are are homeschooled. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, that's kind of the route that I want to go with my yeah, daughter. Yeah. Especially since shit's going so crazy as yeah, it is now. Man. Like, it's man. scary at the school. You drop them off, and you don't know if you're gonna pick them up. For sure. You know? Yeah. You don't know what's yeah. gonna happen. And then you you think you're doing all the good things. You know, okay, I want my kid to go to college. Mm-hmm. Everything. And your kid comes back that first semester, and you're like. Who is this kid? Yeah, this isn't the kid. This kid is brainwashed. Yeah. now with a bunch of uh, ideas from people who never even lived a real life. Yeah, they yeah. went from college to working at the college yeah. Yeah. and pushing this 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 idea. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, it's just such a scary time. Yeah, it really is. But the most the most that I like to do is just try to understand that there's it's it, there's more to the story. Mm-hmm. But then that's it. Yeah. Because none of that, whatever happened to Nixon, yeah. that shit ain't affecting me today. Yeah. I still got shit to do. I still got yeah, yeah. I still gotta go home and be with the fam. Yeah, you know? for sure. For sure. So and that's that's a really fine line that I have to that I have to walk because all that stuff is so intriguing to yeah. me. Yeah. But it's a rabbit hole. You go down it and you keep going. Like the, the JFK assassination. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at some stuff on that the other day. Because it pops up on Twitter, and then you hit it, and you're like, oh, man, it says the driver shot him now. And yeah. it shows a video of him reaching back with a gun and shooting JFK mm. in the front of the head, you know? So this is videos that are now coming out, you know, that never been seen before. Yeah. UFOs, you know, all this crazy stuff, like stuff that's never, like you said, society has moved so fast that back then they didn't think we would ever catch them. For sure. You know, now they don't have a choice. They're caught. For sure. So they, they got to come clean. Mm. You know? Antarctica. You know, all of that. They just shit. Hit some pyramids down there or something. That yeah. Why, why can't we go down there for yeah. a reason? You know, and there's there's literally pyramids there. Yeah. Like what, there was civilization there yeah. Yeah. in the rainforest too. Now they have, I think it's like echo radar or something. Yeah. They could tell that like no, there, there were civilizations yeah. there. Yeah. So it's like, damn. So what do we know? Yeah. Nothing. We don't really know shit. No. We don't even know the ocean. No. We don't know what's going on. But you're gonna laugh at me because I think there's mermaids. Yeah. What the fuck do you know? Exactly. There's, you don't know. There's a million fish we've never even discovered down there. If you yeah. think about the surface of the ocean, mm-hmm. that's like the top of the atmosphere. Yeah. For us. Yeah. To them. So if if the top is here and freaking Mariana's Trench is at eleven thousand feet down yeah. or what? Yeah. Like. 
I have no idea what's 11,000 feet above us. Yeah. There could be floating cities and shit that yeah. I don't even know about. Yeah. So how am I how am I so ignorant to be like, no. Nope. Yeah, there's nothing. There's not there's nothing there. Yeah, no. There's no way. There's no there's no other there's no other life forms yeah. anywhere else. It's just earth. I'm like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Even if you just think like in Mexico City when we saw the pyramids, they have the sun and the moon pyramid. And then they realize that there's a couple other like mountains that have pyramids under the mountains mm-hmm. that have been covered with dirt. Then they said, then they stood on top of this one pyramid and looked. And then they said, damn, that looks like a bunch of like random Mexico. So flat. There's a bunch of random mountains here. So they counted and there's like 2000 little mountains that they say, we feel that underneath that is going to be more pyramids. and stuff. Oh, shit. So it goes all the way down to like South America. You know what I mean? Like it just keeps going. So they're saying, man, we, we haven't touched the surface. Here we are thinking the sun and the moon pyramid. And then they said the sun one come to find out is the water pyramid. It's not even the sun anymore. They changed mm. it. So there's so much that we don't know. Like we see it and we're like, oh man, it's amazing. But we don't know 1% of what's been going on there, you know? Yeah. So one day when they could discover, uh, unearth everything, it's going to be, it's going to be very fascinating to, to see, you know, and I hope I'm here for it. For sure. You know, I'm, I'm real intrigued in all that, you know? Yeah. There's uh one of the newest episodes of Rogan. There's uh these two guys that they've been, um, they've been researching at the city of Atlantis. Okay. And they think that they actually found it. No way. Yeah. And it's somewhere in Africa Okay. and it, it, every way that it, it's explained that's matching everything that they're saying and then they zoom out and it really looks like a wave of water came in and then came back out really all the way to you can see like ripples in the in the sand or in wow. the land okay where it, where it's like waves yeah yeah and then there's salt deposits okay all from the water so you can see it it's say it's the continent and then some random random terrain and then the rest of the continent so everything would look like one one piece of continent except for that one strip oh, okay yeah so it's very fascinating yeah. and i was talking to my dad because i never looked into it so i was like oh dad what do you know about atlantis and the first thing that came to his head was like oh yeah it's a mythical city and i was like man this might not be mythical yeah. anymore you know what if that was a hub for like aliens or whatever yeah. to come down and yeah. spread knowledge and uh who knows yeah for you know? sure but that's what makes life exciting, man. Yeah, yeah. Just, the uh, unknown. Keep, the unknown, going, for yeah. sure. Keeps everything exciting, yeah. man. Dude, smooth, man. It's such a good time to talk with you. Likewise, brother. likewise, dude, man. I, I really appreciate, appreciate you coming yeah. and sharing your time, dude. For sure. Um, so if people want to follow along with you in your journey and uh, maybe they want to get a cut yeah. on, the, uh, on the Sprinter, man, where could they find you at? Uh, either hit me up on the, the Smooth Barbershop Instagram or there's an SBS van one. Okay, so cool. That's, that's like the newest one. I I didn't really put much out there on that, you know. Gotcha. Like four pictures. All right, cool. And then uh, when are we gonna see a smooth podcast? Ah, one of these days you'll be my first one. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, honestly, bro, if you ever need any help setting it up, I or appreciate anything, that. Like, I'll definitely help you out. Right with on. That. Right on. I feel like a thousand bucks or less. Okay, you'll be straight, Done. dude. Okay. And uh, it, there's value in those conversations. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure you've had thousands of conversations yeah. just imagine if you had those on on a, on a chip or something i know that'd be you something know? that's it's uh that's a beautiful thing man yeah for sure but i appreciate you being here brother thank you man. thank you so anytime, much anytime and uh, i appreciate you guys listening once again this is downtime with downstar and we out peace